0: And the motion picture is the most important art film ever devised by the human race. It is the, the art form that creates more empathy than any other. It creates
1: our ability to step out of our own shoes.
0: Great Movies Pod, a retrospective film review show, the podcast where we watch and discuss each of the films covered in Roger Ebert's seminal film essay collection, The Great Movies. I'm Jana Gardner.
2: I'm Nick Fulton. And I'm Dylan Quare.
0: This week, we are discussing the 1982 film, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, produced and directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Melissa Matheson. The film stars Dee Wallace, Henry Thomas, Peter Coyote, Robert McNaughton, and little tiny Drew Barrymore. So, I don't know that I need to give an overview of E.T. or what it's about. <laughs> all right, this, this has to be probably one of the most widely seen movies that we've talked of all about. all time. Right. Yeah. Well, of all, of all time.
3: time just in general. Except yeah. at the time it broke Star Wars' record for a box office. Crazy. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, no, it's like, still it was like a ginormous there, hit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although, who knows? Adjusted or, or what have you. I should have pulled up the box office, but I didn't. But I know it was just a huge, huge, huge hit. Um, But in case anyone needs a refresher, E.T. is the story of a little tiny alien creature who comes to Earth and makes friends with a little tiny boy and they have some adventures and then it gets scary. Um, And then they live happily ever after, sort of. So um, (laughs) (laughs) let's start by sort of talking about your guys' first experiences with E.T. I feel like with a kid's movie like this, how and when you first saw it is usually pretty memorable and can impact um your feelings about it so Dylan when did you first see E.T. uh
2: as a kid terrified me uh two specific scenes in particular really so good too just not couldn't watch um but left an impact on me and I think I still you know when I was a little bit older and revisited it it uh, had a strong impact on me so I have that nostalgia there still for it
0: yeah. what about you Nick
2: yeah, I don't know
3: what age I saw it for the first time, but I was pretty young, and um, we'll probably talk more about the scene as we get there. But the, when Elliot has like the EKG leads all over and and, he, and he's oh. just screaming for minutes at a time, um, yeah, traumatized me <laughs> as a child uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. That entire sequence to me is I, I realized. Every time I revisit this movie, that's the sequence that always sticks out to me of like, oh, right. I somehow always forget how much of the movie is like set in that scary sci-fi you know, hazard unit and he's all hooked mm-hmm. up to things. And it sort of starts like child magic and then it kind of takes this hard sci-fi turn yeah. in the final act that still always sort of catches me off guard. Uh, I definitely saw E.T. when I was really little. I can't even remember when would have been the first time or how old I was but kind of like you Dylan I thought it was so scary like I (laughs) was mad whenever when my parents showed it to me it's the same way I felt and we'll talk about this and there's probably a connection here the first time I saw Wizard of Oz when my parents showed that to me and I was furious because I thought it was scary and I was (laughs) mad that they made me watch it um but so, or, like
2: Dr. Strangelove, yeah, or like Dr. Strangelove, it, so.
0: yeah, all these like <laughs> beloved movies that I was just apparently too sensitive of a child to process properly. um but
2: but not not, not only did you reject them, you were angry about. I was them. angry, I,
0: yeah, I. It's funny because I like scary things now, but oh, man, when I was a kid, I, I would get mad. Like, why did you do this to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, literally angry at my parents. Like, what did I do wrong? Why did you make me watch this? And my poor dad would always feel so terrible because he'd be so excited to show me a movie and then I would, like, cry and run out of the room and he was just like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> um, But yeah, so I saw UT when I was little, thought it was very scary, kind of was just like, eh, I don't really like it. Um, I've got bits and pieces of it over the years, but I didn't actually revisit it until maybe five years ago or so. Um, it was the big Memorial Day weekend outdoor screening at Synespia, so all my friends wanted to go see it, and so we went to go see it, and, like, that is a cool way. I mean, it's a cool way to see any movie, but especially a movie like this that is set so much, like, outside and at mm-hmm. night, and then you're sort of, like, in that atmosphere, and Hearing an entire crowd like scream every time something exciting happens um, definitely <laughs> definitely helped um, my sort of respect for the movie. So yeah, so I've yeah seen it a couple of times in the past few years, including last night. Um, and yeah, there's plenty to dig into here. Dylan, did you want to start talking about Oscars and awards and um,
2: yeah, let's go for it. The, I always like starting with you the know, awards to start
0: off. Because this was a really big Oscar movie, and it's like kind of a famous one. Like this is kind of a famous mm-hmm. sort of Oscar, not snub. It got a bunch of nominations, but like possible screw Oscar up? loss. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's it's kind of an infamous like when people pick particular years where they awarded the wrong winner. I feel like this is often top of the
3: list. Yeah, and I've never, have you guys seen Gandhi?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, like parts of it. It's ago. very long.
3: Yeah, so I've I've never s- that's selling it short. I've never seen it, but um, apparently Richard Attenborough even said like, not only did I expect to lose, but I think mm-hmm. I should have lost. Right. Because even he, remember. like, was really into this movie. It sounds like everyone just kind of like from from critics to fans just totally went for this. It had a big like yeah. can um, debut. Mm-hmm. So everyone from the the stuffy French can folks to the academy to obviously like yeah all the all the people who going to the box office like everyone just love this movie mm-hmm.
0: i love that richard attenborough quote because on top of saying that he thought et should win he describes it as inventive powerful and wonderful and then calls <laughs> his says, own movie mundane, mundane. <laughs> <laughs> i make mundane movies like oh sir <laughs> kind of a, a very clear-eyed look at his own film
3: you know what though um, it's nice that they kind of Take that full circle by working together a decade from now.
0: Right. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I I always, I think like a lot of people our age, think of Richard Attenborough as an actor. Like he's yeah, yeah. the guy from Jurassic Park. Like it's so funny to think that he directed this best picture winner. He spared so, yeah, obviously spared there were no, no hard expense. feelings. Yeah, there you go.
2: Especially not with his editing. Yeah. Which they won best editing for this movie. For <laughs> for Gandhi.
0: For Gandhi, yeah. Um, E. T. won, what four Oscars?
2: Yeah, yeah. He it won score. It won sound. It won. I think sound s- editing. Right, and visual um, effects. And visual effects.
0: Yeah, so kind of the ones you would expect, so like a sort of genre movie. The sound effects, mm-hmm. visual effects, and then the score is, you know,
3: incredible. So good that it's theme. It's so good. <laughs>
0: The deployment ugh, that was my biggest takeaway on this rewatch was the, the the way they deploy the theme, where it sort of like holds back until like you can like feel it coming. It's like I, I literally turned them out like right when the bikes were about to take off, and I'm like, the theme's gonna start. And then as soon as the bikes take off, <laughs> and the theme just hits you, and it's uh it's it's really well used in this movie.
2: Is this John Williams' best scored movie? I was gonna say I have a hot take that I think it's Is probably that- his best score. Is that this your- feels like him going on like the 81 point Kobe game or something. Like he's just, it's, it's he just can't good. miss.
0: I think it's definitely, calling it underrated seems strange mm. because it won the Oscar <laughs> for best score. So I don't know that I can call it underrated. But I do think it, I don't know if it's, it's, n- it's not my favorite of his scores, but I think it's under, dis- it's not in the discussion often enough. Yeah. I think people just sort of default to, you know your star wars is and what have you
2: yeah he's star wars score is pretty damn. Uh, i mean that's good. yeah he's done yeah. others that the I've, empire score
3: especially you, mm-hmm. like the the star wars score um his work in jaws indiana jones i think are maybe more notable than this but i think this one's yeah. couple it, it couples in his. it couples with and is used in the movie um as good as any score really like it's right it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible
0: Right, yeah. The the music is really good, and I do think it is elevated by just how well it's it's used in the film itself, yeah, as opposed yeah. to just like that's a banger of a theme. Like when you're listening yeah. to the stuff, and ultimately,
2: theme. that's what great score needs to do. Right. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard with John Williams for me to pick like one score right. or a best score, but it was interesting listening to it. Like you can tell. I think he doesn't. I don't think he rips himself off or anything the way that some composers do. But you can kind of. Hear Star Wars y elements in some mm. of it. Um, I mean, and this movie has just tons of flat out Star Wars references. Like, oh, yeah. Because at some points where I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like Yoda music. And then, like, there's there's Yoda walking down the street. Um, yep. And then it was, and then the sort of more magical elements I could hear, I was like, okay, this is sort of how he'll do Harry Potter later in some of these um, sort of motifs that he uses. But true. But it's, uh, it's really good. That's a very well deserved I- win.
2: I do kind of have a bone to pick with one of the ET wins though. Okay. I mean it really it should have won more, but mm. specifically, did you guys see who it beat in the visual effects category? Oh, th- so yeah. that's like I think that ET of
3: the things that I've seen that were nominated um should have won the competition it was in in the main categories but uh Mm -hmm. it's because there's a glaring omission from each of those categories which is i think absolutely
2: the best film of that year which i assume we're talking about the same thing dylan uh blade runner yeah i i think i might put et slightly over blade runner that one's that's a pretty close race but just on the visual effects side i mean et's got some Spectacular visual effects, but compared to Blade Runner's yeah. effects mm-hmm. and poltergeist's effects right, both movies just insanely good like i don't i don't I don't know um
0: God, did Blade Runner not win anything it looks like
2: I think that might be its only nomination it's, it's also anything.
0: in um it's also in art direction, which it lost to oh Gandhi and it should have won
2: oh yeah. the art direction in Blade Runner is so good
0: yeah yeah it's it's yeah. It's kind of art direction the movie, but not in a bad way. Like it's just that's like <laughs> if you remember anything about Blade Runner, you remember what it looks like.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah seriously. We yep.
3: there's a a really cool museum, like maybe my favorite museum that I've ever been to, uh, called the Museum of the Moving Image in New York. Oh yeah. And they have a bunch of miniatures, and they have a miniature of the. Um, uh, it's not Wayland Otani because that's alien. What's the the corporation oh, ge- in Blade oh, Runner? Geez. I was I was like.
0: Now I can only think of Wayland Utani. Um Yeah.
3: It's the guy's name. Crap. That's gonna oh, that's gonna bother me.
0: I'll think of it.
2: Okay, so I, I went to Letterboxd real quick to see what else what movies just came out that year because we were talking about the Blade Runner snub. Mm-hmm. Um The Thing came out that year. Oh. Oh yeah. How does that not get a visual effects nomination? Tyrell thing.
0: Oh, you had the, to Tyrell as a corporation. Yes, yeah, the Tyrell Corporation.
3: So oh, they, yeah. so they have. Um, I don't know if it's the Tyrell Tyrell building or one of the other um, buildings that's like prominently seen, and it, it looks like a gigantic building. And in real life, it's about three feet tall. Yeah,
2: that's it's so cool. Incredible yeah. how there's awesome it looks. there's
3: so much detail though. So I took I took pictures of it like up close, so it um. And then, like from further away, so you actually see how how big the thing is, and even like mm-hmm. the the zoomed in pictures, it looks like I'm taking a picture of a giant building. Like it's just incredible. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
2: This was actually a great year for pop entertainment. There's The Thing, there's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, E.T., Blade Runner, The Dark Crystal, Poltergeist, yeah. Tootsie, Tron, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, among others.
0: Man, Tron, That's, too. Like, what a... Yeah, it's an interesting time. It's a
2: big sci-fi year.
0: It's a big sci-fi yeah, it year. Really,
2: this is maybe, like, the peak of yeah, sci-fi Yeah, it's, it's yes, maybe
3: the biggest sci-fi year.
0: That's
1: crazy. When you're
3: ranging from, like, kind of goofy fun of Tron to the broodier dark sci-fi of Blade Runner to this, right. the most like child-friendly sci-fi.
2: Yeah. And and then you take the Dark Crystal which is all of those things. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah,
0: and Dark Crystal in there.
2: Um, That's
0: interesting.
2: Nick also released this year I, I, I can't imagine this wasn't nominated for any Oscars, but King of Comedy also came out this year, at least according to Letterboxd.
3: Yeah, I think the only things that that would have been nominated for would have been actor and in... yeah, Or, or like that, it would have been a competition for us. Actor, maybe supporting actor for um, what's his name, Jerry Lewis. But I don't think it ended up getting anything.
0: No, it didn't get anything.
3: It's
2: the type. Unless this is one of those things where, like, it labels it by like what, like it came out at TIFF, but it was actually released in '83 or something. But I'm sorry, I got a
0: 1982. Pretty much, yeah. I
3: I I think it was kind of a bomb at the time. It's it's sort of grown in reputation. Um, over the years
2: it's a
0: it bombed at the box office yeah
3: Yeah. but it's the sort of movie like if if Scorsese had made that now it would be Mm -hmm.
2: you know getting a lot more accolades I mean he made silence and that got nothing
3: yeah yeah that's true silence is like a really sort of challenging silence, film silence yeah
0: got a cinematography nomination it got one nomination
2: yeah because that's yeah. It, and it but, should
3: have i think it's his best looking movie honestly yeah which is a tough so uh
2: yeah i want that that movie yeah, so nick if we're right. coming down to et blade runner and king of comedy which one do you pick blade runner jen out of all the ones we've mentioned so far blade general, blade,
0: you... blade runner
2: okay yeah interesting
0: I haven't seen The Thing, though. Um,
2: the Thing would probably be my vote. Yeah. Okay. Or, I mean, Losing Ground is this year, but that movie was barely even seen when it came out anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so it, it's one of those things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, well, uh, The Verdict is this year. I really love The yeah, Verdict. Yeah, and,
2: and Tootsie's there. Tootsie's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm not that big a fan Fitz... of
3: Tootsie. I, th- <laughs> I think it's fine. You know Fitzcarraldo what? Fitzcarraldo
2: came out this year, too. Oh, Fitzcarraldo's right. good.
0: You know what movie came out this year and got a handful of Oscar nominations that I I genuinely love, even though it's like extremely uncool of me? Um, is An Officer and a Gentleman.
2: I've will, been meaning to see that movie. I've never I
3: seen mean, it, yeah. I,
0: I can't like recommend it. I don't know that you need to see it, but I've seen it a million times. I, it was on TV the other day. I watched it all the way till the end again. <laughs> I cry at the end every time. Love lifts them I think up it's where one that belong. I would enjoy. Um, it's yeah, I mean that, and I love that Lewis Gossett Jr. supporting actor win is one yeah, of my I've favorite really Oscar good. wins because he is so good in that movie. Um, and
2: he's and he's like one of those actors that you would expect would like have his whole amazing career, but not really get any sort of right. Academy Award recognition. Exa-
0: exactly, you would never expect like that kind of character actor and that kind of like character actor truly supporting performance to actually get the Oscar. Um, especially the people he beat in Supporting Actor, all of whom I like, but Charles Derning, John Lithgow, James Mason, and Robert Preston.
2: Um, so, so a lot of... It's a lineup of great character actors. Exactly.
0: A lot of competition there. The Best Actor field this year is also crazy. So obviously Ben Kingsley won, but over Dustin Hoffman, Jack Lemon, Paul Newman, and Peter O'Toole. Like and a couple of those like I mean Peter O'Toole in my favorite year this was kind of around the time when they just kept nominating Peter O'Toole like thinking maybe he would finally win a competitive Oscar (laughs) it just
3: never happened he's like 0 for 11 yeah Yeah.
2: I mean he even got nominated in like 06
3: for uh, Venus Venus. yeah he's
0: in um, he has a tiny role in Troy I think it is and I remember being like "Oh, are they gonna nominate him for this like what are we doing yeah um yeah i I love troy um but i remember what
2: what did you say about Troy?
0: oh i said i said oh i love troy
2: (laughs) oh thank god yeah no i love it Uh, slept on big
0: fan um but i remember peter o'toole famously like declining an honorary oscar being like i could still win one and then like a year or two (laughs) before he died being like fine okay (laughs) i'll take your honorary oscar (laughs) poor guy also
2: looking at the Best Actors list, this is insane. You got Meryl Streep in Sophie's Choice, which mm-hmm. is, I think, what most people consider the Best Actors risks of All Time's Best Performance. Yeah. Then you got Julie Andrews, Jessica Lange, Sissy Space and Deborah Weaver. Yeah. That's is this the best year. year of movies of all time?
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what we're discovering. Maybe we discover <laughs> that 1982 is a real slept-on yeah. film year.
3: And they still only yeah, gave one nomination to the Best Movie that year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just realized, though, or that no, Fanny two, and Alexander two. is that year,
3: Nick. Oh, 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 that's my favorite movie from this year, then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that and was like, oh. I mean, also, Rocky Three is this year, and that's, like, the best Rocky movie outside of Creed, so. Good movie. Yeah. Also, Rambo First Blood. Talking huh? about, uh... Speaking of, like,
0: pop movies, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know that I would have. I just need to... Get this off my chest. I don't know that I would have Fanny Alexander over Blade Runner. Those are both like
2: <laughs> top. You're like, top on, now that I've I'm that you about to it. correct your record on it, man.
3: <laughs> I'm not willing to commit to that. Because um, every time I think about one, I'm like, "Oh, Fanny Alexander's so good," and then I go back and I'm like, "But Blade Runner is so good." And uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't don't
2: hold me to this, folks. I think I probably still will hold you to it, but
3: no, I, I'm I'm not willing to commit to either yet. <laughs>
2: okay now i'm just thinking
0: now i'm just thinking about blade runner blade runner is really good
2: yeah it's so good
3: i saw something on twitter i actually just looked it up while we were talking about it um because i saw it like a month ago and i was like i gotta find this because it was perfect (laughs) and somebody said uh convinced that liking blade runner is the opposite of a red flag because blade runner is something that comes up on the discourse every six months maybe about it being problematic and it's like
0: why is blade runner problematic do i want to know
2: Oh, yeah. Because, because, because Harrison like? Ford. Because Harrison no, it's Ford's. like Harrison Ford rapes. Uh, oh. The, right. What's the actress that plays? Sean Young. The... It's like. Young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you okay. guys, that's a really. Yeah. yeah. Scene in a great movie.
3: Yeah, but you guys, like, people are aware that it's it's the same thing as the Lolita discourse. Like, just because it's the main character doesn't mean right. they're, good, they're good guys. Mm-hmm. Like, for the, the love of God.
0: does not equal endorsement. Like, what are All,
3: these people's. Opinions on like taxi driver? Do they, are they like yeah? He, he, I mean, it. I don't, I
0: don't, I don't think you want to hear their opinions on taxi driver. To be I, honest, I, I really, I, re-
3: I really don't want to hear their opinions
2: on any Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> Even though depiction doesn't mean endorsement, uh, Sean Young's character still ends up with Harrison Ford after being raped. By yeah, and and I think that's the sort of the thing that's more of the problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least I, I
2: still think by far the best part of Blade Runner is Rutger Hauer in that. Oh, movie Rutger Hauer's right. great. Oh yeah, yeah, his whole character and story arc. That's that's what makes the movie, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will say Blade Runner is one of those movies that I, I didn't see until after I graduated college. And I definitely saw it because, like, a guy that I was dating was like, you haven't seen Blade Runner? We're going to watch this, like, fancy Blu-ray of Blade Runner I have. So, like, I think there's also some of that element where... Was this a- map? No, no. This was before okay. I went to law school. Um, no, this was just, like, a guy I barely dated for that long, but, like... One of the few times we hung out, it was like, "Gotta watch Blade Runner." I was like, "Okay," um, but it's good. I liked it, and I've seen mm-hmm. it. Bu- I've seen it a bunch since then. Um, yeah. No. I
2: think Blade Runner was the first time I ever saw a boob in a movie.
0: Probably. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, no, sorry. I was thinking guys. Nice. Um, Is there even? I don't even remember there being nudity in that movie. To be honest.
2: No, there, there's that android that he kills in the middle of the movie. That's a stripper with the snake. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How did you See? guys, have we
0: talked about 20, we are so far afield, yeah. it's fine. Did you guys like 2049? I don't know how you felt about
3: I liked 2049. it a decent amount the first time I saw it, rewatched it again, and uh, full on loved it.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. I Good think it's
2: better than the original.
3: Yeah, my wife says that too, and you're both wrong, really? but... Uh, Okay. I
2: I don't get drawn in too much by the Harrison Ford storyline and do with the Rudger Hauer one. And in 2049, I get very invested in, like, sort of both sides of the coin of that story more.
0: Interesting.
2: And it's shot by uh, Roger Deakins. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it looks phenomenal. The fact
2: that he's able to film something that looks as good, if not better, than the original Blade Runner is an achievement in its own yeah it's holy crap
0: i haven't seen 2049 since i saw it in theaters so i need to revisit and we did we did the thing where we woke up that morning watched blade runner like at home and then went nice. straight to the theater to watch 2049 um which may have not done favors at the time because i was like well it's good but it's not as good as blade runner and so i should, <laughs> yeah. I should revisit it that's stay. a
3: lot of at- that's a lot of hours of blade runner in one it minute.
0: also was yeah a lot of hours of yeah
3: because that is that is, that is-, is a very long
2: movie yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it is <laughs>
2: But, yeah, E.T. I was going to say,
0: what are we here to talk about again? We're here here to talk about E.T., but also just
2: how incredible the year 1982 is. And it was slept on because Gandhi won 11 Oscars. And that's what most people remember of eighty two. Right.
0: I think people look back at that year and just go, ah, it's the Gandhi year. Holy
2: shit. Did you guys see who hosted the Oscars this year?
0: Did not even
3: look. Billy Crystal.
2: There's (laughs) four people that hosted this year. There was four hosts. Okay. They used to do that a lot. There's Walter Matthau, mm-hmm. Dudley Moore, sure, Liza Minnelli, mm-hmm. and Richard Pryor. Sure, that's weird.
0: Yeah, that is that. That is the
2: most insane hosting th- combo. Yeah.
0: I. It's so interesting. The whole like Oscar hosts. You know, they're not going to have a host at one point, or who's it going to be, and it turns into this whole drama thing. It's so funny that for just sure, there's a long history of having Bob Hope do it or Billy Crystal do it, but like. They also, for random years, would just, yeah, pick, like, four names out of a hat and have those people <laughs> host the Oscars. Um, I learned... I mean, those
2: are four great names. Did,
0: no, it's it's very good.
2: It's just, like, how do they fit together?
0: Yeah. Um, at some point in the 80s, uh, the Oscars were co-hosted. I can't remember who the third person was, but two of the co-hosts were um, Chevy Chase and then the Crocodile Dundee guy. Like, literally, co-hosting the oscars
2: paul, so hogan. They, paul hogan thank you Please. sorry
0: paul, <laughs> sorry paul hogan um just just Makes, goes to like, show some respect on the name for yeah him. just goes to show that you know it's not always a um, most prestigious
2: yeah.
0: situation man okay et et um oh one thing i did want to mention or just shout out um one of the oscar nominations that et got but did not win what one oh, Gandhi, um, was original screenplay for the Melissa Matheson screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I love Melissa Matheson. I'm um, like, fascinated by her whole career and life and mm-hmm. R.I.P. to a real one. She died like five or six yeah, years ago seriously. now. Yeah, um, seriously. And it's really interesting, the sort of background of E.T. It sounds like there was a handful of different sources. I saw one of the sort of a a line on Wikipedia that says, in the least shocking... Um, anecdote of all time, that it's based on an imaginary friend that Steven Spielberg had after his parents divorced. Um, this is, the is that
2: p- what this movie's about?
0: Could you know, did you know that Steven Spielberg's <laughs> parents were divorced and he had a lot of feelings about it? Because <laughs> you didn't... The Spielberg split up? The oh. Spielberg split up and Steven <laughs> oh, Spielberg no. may have used his films as an avenue to work through some of his feelings about uh, being a child of divorce. So. Man. I know, I know. Who would have thought? Very troubled sad. parents
2: taking care of troubled kids.
0: Very tiny digression. I met Steven Spielberg's mom once, um, because she owned <laughs> and operated a restaurant in LA hmm. that I went got taken to for lunch one time and like after we sat like a nice white haired lady was there and after we sat down, the person who took me to lunch was like, That's Steven Spielberg's mom. I was like, Okay, very cool. Um Anyway, wow. That's my that's my closest personal connection to Steven Spielberg's story, um, but anyway, um, so it's I'm there's kind of different stories about how the idea came through, but I think the screenplay for this movie is really excellent.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Spielberg also credits Melissa Matheson specifically with coming up with the ET phone home line, which like truly mm-hmm. insanely famous. Uh, yeah. Line. So I just did, love
2: it. did. You guys read about the fact that this had a lot of lawsuits over plagiarism over a certain film. Yeah. I was going to
0: ask you. I was going to ask you to talk about that, uh, Dylan, because I figured you would have some feelings about it.
2: I didn't know about this, but my feelings are strong. Um, because supposedly <laughs> you're, you're
0: going to cancel Steven Spielberg. Is that what we're here to do today?
2: I might. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not going to cancel Steven's freaking Spielberg. But it sounds like uh, this movie was. Almost directly plagiarized from this 1967 script called *The Alien* by a certain director named Satyajit Rai who's the so, goat.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, big fan.
2: Spielberg could only wish, uh, and I don't know the fact that uh, the fact that this could have been a, a Ray film just it kills me
0: i like i tried to picture that like after reading about this i sort of tried to imagine what that movie would be i would be fascinated to see what i know well that version of the movie would look like
2: we all saw pater panchale like it's not far away that he could do a troubled parent uh, oh no of course kid adventure movie yeah Yeah. but
3: but then an alien shows yeah Yeah, you're you're missing sort of (laughs) the key part
2: (laughs) yeah yeah but he's done fantasy movies in the past He's not, like, it's averse It's all-realist. To... Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: It's I don't know.
2: I just... It's like Spielberg did Close Encounters in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, as much as I love E.T., it's it's kind of just another one in his wheelhouse. Yeah. It would have just been awesome to see what Ray did with it, but... Uh... It would
0: have been interesting. Interesting.
2: Yeah, but, uh, no, it's, it's it, hurt. like
0: I said, it's this interesting background, because, yeah, that script was circulating in the late 60s, and, like, Spielberg was like, I was a teen, I didn't know, and, you know. It I mean, he literally
2: might though. not have known. It's not a, a complicated premise, yeah. at sure. least to begin with. Right. But, yeah. uh, I feel like after he makes this movie, there's no way Wright could have, like, tried right. to... It is one of those what ifs. Go back and finish his script, yeah. Right,
0: where you're just like that, you know, would have been cool to see, um... But yeah, yeah. So that is interesting. But um, anyway, I just wanted to, like I said, shout out the um, actual screenplay, which I think yeah. is pretty fantastic. I also it is a really great like the. Um, I actually like the kids in this movie. I don't mm-hmm. always love Excellent. kids in movies. Um, I have some pretty hot takes of just generally finding kids in movies like really annoying.
2: Um, not a How th- do you feel about the Goonies? Not a hot take. That's a, that's a reasonable <laughs> I, take.
0: I, I'm not a Goonies person at all. I, Same. Yeah.
2: I never worked with, for me at yeah, all. Yeah.
0: I just. I was like just a little too young for it. It was like my friend's older siblings all like the Goonies because mm. it was more in their wheelhouse. And then by the time I saw it, I was like, meh. It um,
2: just feels like Dollar Store or Spielberg. I did. Honestly. I
0: did laugh though, um, seeing this movie for the first time in a few years. One of the bike kids. Like the kid yep. with like the vest and the hat. And I'm like, that's the kid from Stranger Things. Like I did not realize how much yeah, one yeah. of the Stranger Things kids is just fully dressed like up.
2: his entire getup. He's is got exactly, like sort of the curly hair. He's, he's got, got like... dust he's he's dusting right. from Stranger Things. Yeah.
0: So that was this was my first time, I guess, going back to E. T. since Stranger Things came into the yeah. world and I was like, Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> it's Stranger Things is like
3: difference. I've only seen the first season, but they
2: straight Damn. up like steal the bike chase yeah. sequence. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of flying, they just blow the fan up or something.
0: Yeah. I also only watched the first season of Stranger Things, and then yeah. that was enough for me. Same. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll get back to E.T. Final Molson Matheson note. She um did the English language translation for Ponyo.
3: I saw that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's fun. Legend. Yeah.
3: And she wrote I'd Kunden. The- and
0: she wrote Kunden. Yeah. The yes. Yeah. She got Our- into... She got into movie making business because um, she was like her family knew the Coppolas, and Francis Ford Coppola offered her a job to come be his assistant on Godfather Two, and she dropped out of college to go do that, um, which is a very it's cool a good decision, right? I was like, what a cool story.
2: Um, before for, before we get into the plot, I have one quick digression question: mm-hmm. Is ET cute?
0: Okay, I have a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs>
2: I thought so, and that's why I wanted to ask it up front before we get into the so, story.
0: So, um, E.T. neck down, not cute. E.T. neck up, cuter, is my my take. So this
2: is sort of like, which half of the mermaid do you want E.T. to be?
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I just, Sorry. I don't like it, like... I think when he has, like, when the neck is up and he has kind of, like, his little wobbly head, I think that's cuter. When the neck's all down and he's just, like, that little, he looks like a little ogre or something. Yeah. When he's all compacted. He's like a cardboard box. Yeah. Less, less cute, in my opinion.
3: I think he's he's cute in the way that, like, he's sort of so ugly that it makes him cute. Like, he, he Except- walks around and he, like, wobbles. Yeah. I find that really uh,
2: endearing yeah uh, i do too i think et's like the cutest thing in movie history except paddington maybe i th- i so. think he's
0: yeah, i think he's a little I, I i can see the sort of so ugly he's cute thing but like it's close he's mostly just kind of really ugly to me no
2: this is like baby yoda levels of cute
0: that's crazy um i will say speaking of his waddling though uh spoiler alert for the end of et when he's like walking back up that ramp to get back on the spaceship i'm like dude <laughs> God, like he just takes some of these like with those little tiny feet, and he's just like waddling, and it's very sweet. But I'm just like, okay, really, you can't you can't go any faster than that. He's just like still waddling up the little thing. uh ET, uh, a movie that I like very much, but I just have a little bit too much like distance from to get quite as suckered into the emotional Nick, moments. Do, do I you, think. you
2: wish ET got away quicker into the spaceship? <laughs> no, left them more
3: soon. No, I no. want him to take his time. Take take that extra look back.
0: Take an extra little look back. Um, uh, et, yeah. So with one thing that really stood out to me this time too was like it. Speaking of whether or not et's cute, it takes a long time for them him to really show you et. Well, to really show Mm -hmm. you a lot of things in this movie. Um, but like the first, almost definitely the first third, maybe even almost the first half. I feel like. Every time you see ET, like his face is very shadowed. It's always kind of out of focus. And at first, I was like, "Man, do I?"
2: Not- or it's completely blocked.
0: Or it's completely. And I was just like, "Do I not remember? Th- Am I misremembering this movie? Like, do we just never really see what ET looks like?" And then I just, it obviously, they it sort of unfolds slowly. But it's yeah. an interesting choice. At first, I was like, "Is this one of those practical decisions where, like, the puppet doesn't look good, so they're not going to show us the mm-hmm. face?" Um, but no, I think it is more symbolic to show us as they get more comfortable around each other. Um, but yeah, E.T. E.T., I think, cute. I also don't like his fingers, um, which I realize is just a wild thing to say about E.T., but okay.
2: That is the least cute part of him. It is the least so. cute part of
0: him. Um
2: I'm
3: currently looking up E.T. stuffed animals. There's one where he's wearing a red hoodie. It's very cute.
0: Oh, Okay, that does sound... Although I would kind of want him like wrapped in the white, like the sheet kind of when...
2: No, but then you can't see his adorable little self. That's You'd true. You can only see the face. Mm-hmm. That is true.
0: Um, oh, one more crew note I wanted to make, or uh, a couple I guess. Um, speaking of how excellent the editing is in this movie... Um, This movie was edited by Carol Littleton, who is a very good editor, who uh, we most recently saw her work. She was editor of Body Heat, which I thought was a funny, like, other one-two punch of movies we've talked about that have nothing in common, as far as I can tell. Lots of
3: similarities between these two. (laughs)
0: Besides their editor. Um, Yeah, and then final note, not to be a bummer, but the cinematographer of this movie, a man named Alan... Davio, maybe? D-A-V-I-A-U? Um, sure. You know, obviously, a tr- beautifully shot movie. There's so many beautiful shots in this movie. Alan Davio died on April 15th of 2020 of COVID-19. So yeah. that was a bummer. Yeah, one of my, clicking through Wikipedia, if you go, you go down enough rabbit holes, you'll eventually hit some real bummer of a... Uh, final story there but yeah he the last thing he's shot was the 2004 movie that only i like van helsing
2: i was just uh, about to say if you go, i was about to say if you go down enough rabbit holes you'll run into van helsing Van
0: Helsing, it's true um also right.
2: shot the the wonderful tigger movie from 2000.
0: i think i'm pretty sure i actually saw that tigger movie babysitting and enjoyed it
2: i saw that movie as a young child well so. sure. <laughs> close close to my heart
0: there you go um, all right, E.T. So, you E.T. know, starts off with um, E.T. an alien spaceship lands. So Wikipedia identifies the aliens as alien botanists, which, yeah. I mean, that seems it to be the case. That makes sense. I just wasn't sure if we got that actual level of detail within the text of the movie itself. But he does love plants. So, mm-hmm.
2: And I mean... Uh... You see inside their spaceship at the very beginning, and it seems like they're harvesting they're, these sort of crystalline yeah, plants, yeah, I would describe them as. they're
0: gathering something, yeah. Yeah. So, but I also have a question about this, too. So, aliens are minding their own business, just doing some gardening out in the woods, and then government, nameless, faceless government agents appear, um, and the aliens have to take off. Which but, is
3: how they should be. I love the way these feds are portrayed. Love it. Like even when we, even when we're like seeing from their point of view, like when they're in the van, like listening, mm-hmm. and you don't really get a good look at them. They're just kind of the shadowy, absolutely like, dark, I mean, anonymous I think, force.
2: Mm-hmm. I think Spielberg definitely decides to take a certain uh, portrait of what adults are. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. In this movie, yeah, they're sort of disconnected from.
0: Yeah, this was the the, magic of the world. This was the first time I'd noticed how, um, like how strictly he does not show the. It's basically just the mom.
2: And the one, the one nice guy. scientist, yeah,
0: the one scientist him. who sort of he connects with ultimately. Key, um, yeah,
2: literally every other person you don't see a there's,
0: face. There's there's shots uh, even in the like the final act. There's shots when they're sort of running from like the police or whatever. And there's one shot that stuck out to me where there's like two of the law enforcement guys are walking, but their faces are right behind the like siren mm-hmm. l- bar on top mm. of the cop car, like, and that's when I was like, oh, he's just like. It's almost Austin Powers level of like holding things up to obscure, Um, but it it really works. I think you're exactly right that it's all from this kid's point of view and it doesn't matter who these agents are. Like, I don't know. There's some x files type guys, I guess, is what we're dealing with here. It doesn't really matter. Um, But the government agents show up. The aliens flee. They leave behind poor E.T. Which question... Are the aliens that come back for ET his parents? Is ET a child? Like,
2: I wrote in my notes. I think ET is this like eighty-year-old dude that is just kind of wacky. He's like Yoda. (laughs) I was gonna say, is he like
0: Yoda or Baby Yoda? Because Baby Yoda is like fifty years old and is baby. but like
2: in in human years, like he seems like this old dude that doesn't give an f anymore.
0: (laughs) Okay, I like Uh, that interpretation.
2: But I I could very much see how. uh,
0: because yeah, we were watching it child. when we were watching it last night and the shape the spaceship leaves and matt sort of offhandedly was like that was uncool of et's parents and i'm like wait are they are his parents and matt was like oh i just assumed they were and i'm like oh i guess i never thought about it
3: i assume they were too and i don't know how much of that is um i mean ebert sort of talks about it in his mm-hmm. essay
0: where his his grandson seemed to think that it, like yeah, that was that, his mom yeah.
3: right right um but it feels sort of like a child being lost.
0: Mm-hmm. And I guess that really taps into So I
3: think that um
2: Did you guys freeze? Did you oh, did you, you guys lose for me for You froze for a second. But it was <laughs> it's fine. You're back. It was close quick enough that I didn't really Yeah. You know. Okay.
3: Um yeah, it feels like a child being lost to me. It's sort of like a uh, home alone but Instead of it being Kevin McAllister, it's E. T. like accidentally being left on planet Earth.
0: So, so after I told, after Matt said his parents shouldn't have left him behind, and I was like, "Well, why does he need to phone home? Don't don't they know they left him behind? Like, shouldn't they just be coming back on their own?" That's what I always. And Matt's response was, "Well, see, they have to get to France, and then once they're in France, they'll realize they left him behind, and they'll come back and made the exact same Home Alone joke." So maybe it is just supposed to tap into. that childhood fear, right? Of like that's such a like a primal childhood yeah. fear that you're going to get yeah. lost in the store or left behind at the gas station or whatever. Um, so that tracks whether he's an actual child or it's just like supposed to evoke getting left behind.
2: Because that's what abandoned parents would do.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like also, it fits with the theme of the movie. The the yeah, the E.T.'s parents left him behind and went to Mexico. Um, so. Then we cut to a nice suburban neighborhood in the valley, which I spent too long being distracted by how much that house would be worth today, Um, because it is this like beautiful suburban house in the valley with like two stories and this big driveway and it's in the hills, Um, but it's like you know regular suburban neighborhood. Um, We cut to a bunch of kids hanging out. Doing kid stuff, calling in to the um, radio station to request a goofy song. Um, and uh, I thought they were
2: prank calling someone. I
0: thought they were too, but then you could hear the kid going, like saying "oom-pow-pow, oom-pow-pow" pow, over and over, and then you hear that song on the radio. And so I think he was calling uh, the radio station.
2: I thought this was just like a bad song. prank call, like uh, and like Anne and George Michael do in Arrested <laughs> Development. Reverend, really I bad really prank thought. Call. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was kind of what was going on here. Yeah, so. but we meet
0: uh, we meet Elliot um, and his teenage brother and his teenage brothers, like not too annoying friends, um, but, you know, they're kind of tough on this poor little 10 year old hanger on. But they send him out to pick up some pizza. And that's when he first starts hearing creepy noises coming from the shed and things running around as you do. Um <laughs> And so we start getting poor Elliot having to tell people that they saw something outside, and nobody believes him. Um, baseball movie. Baseball is, movie. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote right in my notes. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, that is true. Absolutely. Um, what else did I have in my notes here? Yeah, he. You know it has sort of that again another primal childhood feeling of like nobody believes you, right? Like not the older kids, not the adults, you yeah. know, no one takes you seriously, nobody believes you. Um but we do get um something else that's really stuck with pop culture, which is Elliot ending up putting out the trail of Reese's pieces mm-hmm. to Laura. Legend. I know. Do you guys like Reese's pieces? No. I do. I don't I don't either. Um I like I love That's the thing. So I love peanut butter M&Ms, but I want the peanut butter and the Please. chocolate. If it's just the peanut butter, I'm out.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, the the Mars Corporation refused. And instead oh, was it
0: they wanted it to be M&Ms and Mars they, wouldn't play?
3: They wanted it to be M&Ms and they said no, and then um the Hershey company was like, "Yeah, go for it." And their sales skyrocketed.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it made it made the candy so famous. Yeah. Like Yeah, there's a lot of I don't know if it's product placement, but there's just like a lot of visible product stuff in this movie. Like, especially later, there's a scene when like they're looking in the fridge, and you can see like Coca-Cola cans and things.
2: Course, definitely. Oh my god, the course. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They definitely sponsor the underage drinking.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, the accidental intoxication of a child. Um.
2: I like
3: that, not, not to skip ahead to that scene, last, but last when it happens, the mom the mom is the only adult in the house. She gets yeah. a phone call from the school, and they're like, yeah, he seems intoxicated. And then she, like, kicks a, an empty beer can on the floor. Right. <laughs> and also, she's look, just like, are you sure it's the right kid? Yeah,
0: I do you have the right Elliot? It's like, uh, she, like, picks up the beer can and smells it. And I'm like, it's an empty beer can. What do you think is happening? My only, My only thought, because she also... Seems to have already seen it at that point. And I can tell you, if my parents came home and there was an empty beer can, I uh, would not have been so chill about it. My only thought was maybe she thought it was the teenager. Maybe That's she thought it was thought. the older brother. Yep. And so she was just like, oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I let him back the car down the driveway. He can have a beer every now and then. Um,
3: well the but, kids are smoking too, or like there's a cigarette in yeah. the middle of their board game. I don't yes. I don't think you ever see anyone pick it up. So right. I get I said maybe it's the mom since you just put it in a place that you like wouldn't be acceptable to put now.
0: Right. And that's one of those things that I can't tell if it's supposed to be a sign of like you know, sort of overwhelmed parenting that, like, she's smoking or letting them smoke, or if it's just a sign that it's 1982. It was 1982. (laughs) (laughs) Right, like, it's hard to tell from this day and age whether that's supposed to be meaningful, or if that's just, no. Like, that's... Because even even in the early 90s, I had a handful of parents' friends who would smoke around us. Not a ton, but, like... That's weird. Yeah. Up until not, like, probably, like, just into the early 90s, but, like, when I was like not eight or nine, one of my friends' dads was just like always smoking. Yep. Um, so you know, it could have just been that, but that's like a pretty fun hangout. Um, I will say. <laughs> it's kids just hanging out around the table.
2: Do either of you guys play D D? No. No. Yeah. That's fair.
0: Yeah, no, I it's so interesting. I've there's obviously been like a huge resurgence yes, in the seriously. past few years of D D. Like all of a sudden Tons especially of after know play it. especially games. after Stranger Things, exactly. Um it just it just feels like a lot of work to me. Like Yeah. It's it's like you're doing improv, right? Like it I just yeah. wanna play a game. I don't wanna be like having to actually make the game while I play it. It's yeah it's just too
2: I, lazy for D and D. I love, yeah, I I love board it. games, but uh, I don't like D and D that much.
3: Yeah, if I'm gonna play a board game, I want someone else to have invented it for me.
0: Right, <laughs> that's <laughs> No, Matt and his friends before pre-pandemic used to have like a monthly D&D game they would do, but they stopped, and they tried to do it like over Zoom or whatever for yeah. a little bit when the pandemic started, but the the guy who ran the game like after once or twice was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like, it, apparently it was so much work to mm-hmm. put together and run the game, and then he was in the pandemic, and he has kids at home, and the, uh, he was just like, absolutely not, guys. We'll figure <laughs> something else out later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't want to put in that much work. Um, the, but...
2: the best part of D&D is making the character, and then I just am like, okay, cool.
0: Done. <laughs> can, I, can I just do that part? I'll create a character, and then yeah. I'm done.
2: <laughs> I like the paperwork. I don't really like the gameplay.
0: Yeah, it seems like it takes a lot of energy. Um, mm-hmm. But that's... Yeah, as I say, it's interesting that it has... It went from It went from being sort of like the go-to joke of something that's very uncool to just being like super mainstream in the past... That Five doesn't sound so like years. anything else that's happening with I guess, superheroes. I guess that's true of all culture, basically, right? Yeah. Um, so. All right. So he, Elliot, those are my notes. He has Reese's Pieces. He pulls the tried and true um, Ferris Bueller approved move of um, faking sick to it's stay fever. home and like faking a 134 fever. 134 degrees. Exactly. <laughs> like faking a fever to stay home um which again another one of those situations where can't tell if it's supposed to be like emblematic of an overworked mother or 1982 but man she leaves i mean 10 okay that that's like five but she also like leaves gertie home alone at one point and it's just yeah. like you stay here uh, and it's like no that child could just like
2: and she's,
3: wander and into she's the street. just going to pick up the kid at school like you just put it right. in the back seat
0: they, yeah just she can come um, but there's lots of just leaving the kids at home alone yeah. um, but Elliot gets sickness stays home from school um, now that E.T. has uh, come to the house intri- intrigued by the Reese's pieces um, and we find out pretty quickly that they have this like special connection Elliot and E.T. do which is <laughs> I gotta say Another thing about the movie that I had not remembered from the first time I saw it, like how uh-huh. much of it is I'm mean, oh, I just thought like he was his alien friend, but like they very quickly have some sort of telepathic mm-hmm. connection. Um or empathic connection, I guess, whichever. Um which is like not really explained, right? It's just they're they're very close. E. T. is just like a special creature who can be so empathic that him and Elliot like I To the point where, by the end of the movie, they are, like, the royal we. (laughs) Like, everything that is happening. Like, that actually is quite creepy. Um, But it starts out... It is very,
2: very weird. It's,
0: again, much stranger than I remembered. Um, But, you know, starts out mostly pretty cute. Um, Pretty quickly, uh, Elliot's siblings get involved. Uh, Both Michael and Gertie end up getting to see E.T. Um... We get sort of, I think that shot of Gertie screaming, was, right? Like, yeah. that's so famous. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that is, if you remember one thing about this movie, it's Tiny Drew Barrymore just screaming and E.T. screaming back.
2: Well, I just love how she, like, runs in and screams and E.T.'s head goes whoop. And that's the first time we I'm... see E.T.'s head go whoop. That's... And it's just like, ah. right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I made that note, too, because we were, it was getting to the point where I'm like, E.T. looks so different than I remember, and then his neck shot up, and I'm like, ah, there it is. <laughs> now I, love I can see his little the,
2: face. The mom's coming upstairs, and they have to put E.T. and uh, Gertie in the closet. closet. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where Gertie starts running into the closet and turns around and starts screaming, and he's e. like <laughs> running with <laughs> his hands waving towards her. <laughs>
0: I, I love this scene.
2: That's um, really funny. Stuff. Also,
0: that closet, by the way, not to get it's too hung huge. up on this house. it's That closet is the size of my actual childhood bedroom. I was like, yes. how does he have another room in his room? <laughs> At
1: first,
2: it looks like there's just like one row of shirts and stuff. But then there's like a whole other second part behind Shit. that with stuffed animals. And... It's
0: very like Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Like you just keep yeah. going past the mm-hmm. layers and you just like keep going back into the closet. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: i love that when gertie meets et she says is he a boy or a girl because that's the exact type of question evie would ask
0: sure and also a fair question and don't yeah. they say very quickly like he's a boy mm-hmm. and yes. i guess that's just because elliot can... and then her next question is like does he have any clothes or something he, like yeah. she like asked, like was he wearing any clothes or something like very but realistic that's
2: because some of the ets you see on the ship are sort of wearing clothes Mm-hmm. They almost look like a cape or something, at which point it's like, wh- what is the rules on modesty and uh, clothing in this alien yeah. society?
0: Yeah, I wondered when, when she asked that question and she seems like alarmed that he's not wearing clothes in my head. I was like, well, animals don't wear clothes. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think I think Elliot would be offended if uh, <laughs> E.T. was compared to, you know, a pet or something like that. Um yeah, I, I love everything about that. I also noted that like in this scene, um, already you start getting some of the first instances of will be many, many Spielberg faces in this movie where when it cuts to like the kids looking at E. T. they already have like sort of the big eyes and like mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and by by the end it's just like Every single character in the entire movie is just
3: yeah, the, the Spielberg Grant facing Grant all over. Facing over exactly. The the Brontosaurus <laughs> for the first time.
0: Just Spielberg facing all over the place. Just big eyes, like, filled with wonder, gazing, you know. I mean, it, it works for a reason. There, there's a reason why yeah. he does that so often. Not a complaint. Um, but, yeah, so we get some quality time with E.T. Um, I always, like... So they decide to obviously keep him hidden from their mom, I guess, because like that's just what kids would do, right? Like if if the mom finds him, he'd have to be taken away. Um, so they keep him hidden, and then they start trying to get more information about him. And there's that pretty cool sequence where like he like lifts up all the balls and sort of mm-hmm. makes yes, like a solar so cool. system. I loved that part. Um, Can I then... read?
3: Can I read something?
0: Yes, please.
3: Yeah. So you guys are familiar with. Uh... Film critic and man who Ebert once called a troll and then backed off and then doubled down on calling Armand White a troll.
0: Oh yes, of course.
3: So, oh yes, he's a troll. So he is a troll. The thing is, um, he's actually a really good writer, and he yeah. just he's he just has
0: just the worst opinions in the world.
3: A combination of like bad opinions, and he just like is a he. he seems like a dick, and yeah. he thrives on being a dick. Uh, but he really liked this movie, so. I want to read something from uh, pertaining to the scene from Armin White's review. As his first astonishing feat, E.T. demonstrates where he came from by levitating clay balls and making them orbit in a miniature solar system. Spielberg's trope anticipates Bellatar's sublime rotating people dance that begins the metaphysical parallels in workmeister harmonies. Elitists will scoff at that comparison, but that's just middle brow and
2: middle-aged snobbery. Wow. That took a hard... 180 from where I thought we were it's, going. You didn't in, see
0: bellatar coming in this review of ET.
3: It's incredible, and I there, the <laughs> other the other comparison that he makes, and I don't want to say how because it's sort of a spoiler for this other movie that I, I I know neither of you have seen, and I I think is um a pure masterpiece. Uh, is it he, Beau Travail? No, he com- he compares uh something that happens in this to the movie Ordet, the, the dryer movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. But, but th- that comparison is um, pretty astounding. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's like, it's it's or or
0: about. I mean, and I, I have not seen or mm-hmm. um, But I mean, it's about like res- resurrection, maybe, or like the concept of it, maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't want
2: <laughs> to. I'm, I'm assuming that's yeah. sort
0: of where that could. Like, now yeah, I'm yeah.
2: Fascinated. on the spoilers, Jana. <laughs> I yeah.
0: haven't seen or I just am vaguely aware that it has like religious themes.
2: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yes, yeah, which. Yeah. You know, I mean, E.T., yeah. Well, I
2: think there's a really interesting part of the Wikipedia page where it shows the picture of E.T. coming out of the back of the van draped in white, and uh, his uh, heart is glowing red. Mm-hmm. And just the caption on this picture says, Spielberg admitted this scene triggered speculation as to whether the film was a spiritual parody. <laughs> Parable, and not it wasn't parody. To be. <laughs> <laughs> Although parody
0: would be funny. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's funny because Steven Spielberg, like, you know, I I don't think he's out here putting Christian themes in his films um, Mm -hmm. necessarily, but it it does say that many critics uh, found religious parallels between E.T. and Jesus. One critic described E.T.'s story as crucifixion by military science and resurrection by love and faith. Um, Sure. So according, according to one Spielberg biographer... Uh, the studio appealed directly to the Christian market with a poster that was reminiscent of Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam because of the, you know, uh, fingers touching on the poster. God. Um, yeah. And Spielberg said There's he not did a not intend point. this. Well, um, that's what's so funny. Spielberg says, if I ever went to my mom and said, Mom, I've made this movie that's a Christian parable, what do you think she'd say? She has a kosher restaurant on Pico and Doheny in Los Angeles. <laughs> I yes. did not know that was in the Wikipedia page, but yes she does. Um,
2: so um, it serves
0: tasty kosher food. Um yeah, I don't think he's out here intentionally making Christian themes. But like themes of like love and sacrifice and, you know, that's that's yeah. stories old as Jesus
2: doesn't get all the mm-hmm. He's not. He yeah. you, you does not have it, a monopoly on these uh, themes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
3: you can you can have a story about sacrifice without uh, mm-hmm. it necessarily being about Jesus. That said, I mean, like, Death of the Author, I'm a, I subscribe to that sort sure. of viewpoint. Yeah. Um, so if, if people want to take that uh, reading and it enriches them, it. like, go for it. That is right. not my reading of it. Right. Like, no. even a little bit. <laughs> no,
0: but I. But You know, it's not surprising to me. Sometimes you read these, like, you know, these sorts of things, and I just, it's like they watched a different movie. Like, I can see yeah, where yeah. someone came away with that. Um, even though it did not personally occur to me
2: yeah um now i think we skipped over two parts i wanted to talk about one is when the mom comes home after hearing a noise upstairs Mm -hmm. and she looks in elliot's closet and it does this pan over like Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuffed animals and And et's head is just sticking out there yeah one of the funniest things and, in any Steven Spielberg movie. I,
0: I, yeah, it is so funny. I love it's all the times book. that they hide him. I mean, obviously, yeah. him under the sheet later, like, is so so yeah, funny. It's awesome. um, but yeah, back it's stuffed like together with the stuffed animals. And isn't there like I have a note like, uh, oh no, it was from later on from a conversation because I had in my notes there I wrote Yoda. Um, yeah. It's right around that time, there's the first Yoda reference where they are talking like Yoda, like doing yeah. the. Mm-hmm sort of impression um but yes i i very much laughed at that also
2: the other thing was is one of the things i remember from the first time i saw this movie or i think i remember who knows i was so young (laughs) but there was a scene where uh elliot is uh faking going out of school by putting Mm -hmm. his thermometer on like a hot lamp Mm -hmm. and then pretending like he's hot Mm -hmm. um and I think I remember my mom, like, turning to me and being like, you never do that.
0: <laughs> sure. It's it's harder. I would have... Although, I guess I don't know if that would work. We only ever had digital thermometers in my house exactly. growing up. I and mean, we had, like, one of those old sort of, like, just metal, look at the red line thermometers. Um, but pretty much we had all digital thermometers when I was a kid. I never tried that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Although I think... It, Given what he was doing with it, I'm surprised that he didn't, like, put it in his mouth. And his mom's like, you're at 142?
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the... the are star. you dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's... Yeah. You're, you're really... You'd have to have it really down to a science to get it to, like, 100 or 101. But, like, not up to, yeah. Like, yeah you, you 112. Have, but also not, have like, 90. You about 99. four
2: degrees of variance that you could work with there. Right.
0: <laughs> where you have a fever and they're not absolutely rushing you to the emergency room. Um, yeah. Yeah yeah absolutely. Um, oh, we also we skipped over um i I mentioned it briefly, but we kind of skipped over the um the dinner table scene with just the family when we sort of first get Gertie chatting and she um you know, and with the mom there and Gertie Daddy's like, all in adorable. Mexico God, mm. so funny I mean i I really ac- I actually really liked that scene because you understand why Elliot is um like so upset. But, like, you also understand why his brother is like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. could you not, like, make things worse by taking this out on our mom? Like, you know, I I thought the family dynamic was really well played. I'm so used to lesser movies where, like, the older brother's just, like, a bully or just, like, a punchline. And, like, he's a really good big brother, I think. Like, he's trying his best in this difficult family situation. He's
2: definitely a bit of a bully to Elliot still. I mean, sure. But, like, in a... It's it's a realistic... multi-dimensional sort of older brother role
0: yeah yeah it feels more realistic and not just like there for jokes and like yeah to give a, a like like the older siblings in home alone which i know is the point yes. but where it's like there's no actually you don't buy that they actually even like each other <laughs> um yeah. so i did i did like that um so hey, yeah did you have
2: something to say no oh i thought you were trying to say something I interrupted. oh I'm no sorry.
3: i do want to say uh though like now that now that i have the floor uh when when uh elliot calls michael penis breath the mom's the mom's reaction is so funny because she immediately laughs because it's hilarious (laughs) and then and then tries to like hey don't do that
2: yeah Um, has that ever happened with evie where she does something inappropriate and you Start to laugh, but then are like, I, I can't let that slide.
3: Yeah, um, we've Nelly and I both swear a lot, and we've had to definitely um, <coughs> Sorry. lessen the uh, amount that we swear, uh, especially over the last year because she, for a short time, Just starts made,
0: repeating it back.
3: Yeah, made ample use of the f word. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: That yeah that that happens a lot with or happened a lot with my my friend's daughter, because, um, yeah, yeah my, my friend in particular uh, swears <sighs> up a storm, and then yeah. said she was, like, after driving her daughter to and from daycare, like, they had to slam on the brakes, and her four-year-old daughter said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <And> she was <laughs> like, oh, no, okay, well, <laughs> got to stop swearing, especially in a road rage situation, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's like, it's funny, but you can't encourage
2: it. Yeah, um, yeah. No so Nick, Nick did Evie watch ET with you? Is she old enough?
3: Um she might be she didn't watch She's it. She's 4, right? She's 4. We didn't watch it together but she does have um a book like an ET book that we've read gotcha. a, a number of oh, times. That, okay. I forget what the book series is but there's there's a few there they have um a Back to the Future one which I, I I think that movie's fine but I'm not like totally enamored with it. Oh, um, I agree. They have Yeah, we're ex- all
0: very cool on Back to the Future around here. Yeah. yeah. They have
3: that's an X ex- They have an X-Files one which I I Ooh. would get. I I didn't I haven't looked through it too much, but um
0: An X-Files kids book?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: fascinating. So they have
2: like a Godfather Part 2 <laughs> or Daria Gento Suspiria the kids so, book.
3: So I haven't gotten the Okay, apparently there's 10. The at the bookstore um near us, they only had four. At least according to Amazon. hold on so there's two that we do have though i haven't gotten the x-files I, I may when she's a little bit older but i'm concerned that it may be a little scary for her um but the two that we do have are oh there's a home alone one which is another like
0: huh. there's yeah, a buffy older. one
3: so that's the other one we have
0: <laughs> sorry I, I googled i googled yeah. to find this book series oh my god. Nick was
2: trying to build up to that that's
0: fine i don't mind <laughs> I, I, I don't mind getting <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm happy that
3: you I'm happy that you found it in the wild on your own. So um I, I see Yeah, this so the two that picture. we Yeah, the two that we have are ET and Buffy. And she know. she likes them both a lot.
2: That is. Now, with funny. with the Buffy one, is it like a specific episode of Buffy or does it decide to compress no, Buffy. It,
3: no, it makes up its own story about how they There's oh. literally no
0: child version of an episode of Buffy, you could probably yeah. tell. It's not the
2: one where, like, her and Riley just have sex. <laughs>
0: like <for> the, <laughs> the monster sex one, or where she gets too drunk, or, yeah. Yeah.
2: See, I thought all these books were like, they take the story, and then they kind of just rework it into being a sort of simple, more kid's so, fantasy So tale. that's
3: that's what the E.T. one is, um, and, oh, okay. she, and she likes it a lot. So I've tried, like, so maybe cute. a few months ago to to watch E.T. with her, and um, she, like, wasn't into it, so I'm like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Like, there's a 50-50 chance she'd be traumatized from it anyway, so I wasn't going to push the matter, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch it with her at some point in the near future, I'm sure. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I probably watched a year or two older than she is now, so.
3: Yeah, I think I pro- I must have seen it when I was like six or seven, I would imagine.
2: Yeah. Now, does <laughs> she get scared at movies?
3: Not really. Um, she did say that she has watched Spirited Away, but she does find it creaky, which is what she thinks the word creepy, creepy is. Yes. Um, but other than that, <laughs> she, yeah, she wasn't scared of, uh, like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So. Yeah, but, I still
2: can't get over that from last week. That's just why I had scared. to ask about if she yeah. has gotten... Um, so here, if that doesn't scare her, I put the, scare, I
3: well, put the well.
0: link in so you can see the... Um, the, pic- the the illustration is just so... See, this E.T. is cute. This little is, yeah. illustrated E.T. with his big eyes and he's wrapped in the little thing.
2: Uh, Not as cute as the real thing.
0: Great. This is so... Man, there's a Doctor Who one and a Karate Kid. It's like very...
2: This yeah,
3: like Karate Kid was
2: another one. Painfully
0: designed, yeah. obviously for parents who are like in their thirties. Right. Someone oh, has yeah. a
2: nostalgia comment. problem decided to throw their nostalgia problem on their kids. Yeah. Well, I bought it's... two of the. I bought two of the books, so their uh, marketing <laughs> was uh, quite smart.
0: It's working. Oh, the Here's a School
2: of Rock one.
0: It's so funny.
2: There's an. Is it weird to anyone else that most of these seemingly sort of are '80s to '90s movies, and then there's Elf. Which is
0: from two thousand three, like a two thousand.
2: Yeah. I thought it was like two thousand six, but it's somehow still nostalgic to people that grew up in the eighties and nineties, even though they were probably yeah. I saw Elf when I was to in 25. oh, I saw Elf when
0: I was in college, and I love Elf. So I, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm not saying like people don't love Elf. It's yeah. just it has this weird nostalgia, that's the same thing as like eighties and nineties movies do, and it's at least ten years older than most it's... Of them.
0: I, I'm not the first person to come up with this take, but like. So Elf came out in 2003, which is the same year that Love Actually came out. And it seems like oh, and I and like I don't I don't I have very complicated feelings last year about Love of millennial Actually.
2: Nostalgia. But like
0: it's the, well, it's also like the last year of like new Christmas classics. Like people watch oh, Elf, true. people being me and people I know watch Elf and Love Actually every year. I can't think of a more recent Christmas movie that has like and it happened so quickly sort of became like this is a movie you watch every year um we don't you
2: know, add i want to think often. of one and when we're done me. with the podcast and you know. by no, all I,
0: means i'm always looking for more ones but like um the 12 dogs
3: years. of 12 dogs of christmas which was directed by the guy who uh yeah he was too pro-life to watch never sometimes always I was
0: gonna say yeah. <laughs> that freaking guy Uh yeah yeah i mean there's been like new sort of like you know Cool, like, Christmas, you know, movies that take place at Christmas that aren't, you know, your, your diehard types.
2: Oh, you got Tokyo Godfather. Come on. Come sure. on.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time Shane Black puts out a new movie, you have a new movie that yeah, that's takes true. place yeah. at Christmas. But, um,
2: Polar Express has also kind of got that. That's 2004.
0: Oh, yeah. Right, right, right around the same time. I definitely, I, there's a, that's, that's an age thing for sure. Like, yeah. Elf, yes, on board. Polar Express, Absolutely not.
2: That's a terrifying. Movie.
0: Do love the book? Oh, you though.
2: know it's a great 2010s Christmas movie, Tangerine. See, yeah, there's no, been a yeah. lot of new, that's awesome. There's Christmas
0: been a lot. I mean, Carol is a great Christmas movie, but like, yeah. you know, it's more the only of one those. I'm
2: seeing. Scrolling through, like, just Google searching best Christmas movies 2010s. The best one I think I could come up with is uh, the Rise of the Guardians movie. Oh yeah, people like that. I know like a lot that. of a lot of people my age are very obsessed with that movie. That's I
0: fascinating. Chris Pine plays Jack Frost or something. Is that is that what yeah, that movie's about? Okay. And
2: Santa's got tattoos.
0: <laughs> All right, maybe I'll add it to the Christmas watch list this year. <laughs> Nick seems less convinced.
2: Uh, I, I, I'm, I, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Back to the Future. It's not like we dislike Back to the Future. We're just a little bit cool in it compared to most, and that's kind of how I feel for Rise of the Guardians. Yeah. Good, mo- good movie, but just not... Yeah, but, I you know. also... And Hugh Jackman plays the Easter Bunny.
0: Oh, that does sound good. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> Back to the Future, not to go on that tangent. It's just a movie like I, I saw it for the first time like 10 years ago. Um, so I was the just same. also very late to it. I did not grow up with it. Um, and so I was like, yeah, that's cool. Great movie. <laughs> I like the music because I am very uncool that way. Um, but yeah, I'm just I don't have, don't have any sort of strong connection to Back to the Future, which a lot of people mm-hmm. my age do or a little bit yeah. older.
2: I'm I'm curious, have you ever guys ever watched a movie that is like very nostalgia based for most people and you watch it like way after you'd have that nostalgic connection to it, but still reacted as positively as someone with that had that childhood nostalgia for it?
0: That's a great question.
3: I don't yeah. think so cuz usually it's those movies impossible. like usually those movies have the nostalgia in are nostalgic movies instead of being considered good movies for a reason. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Although a lot of people do think Back to the Future is like a is like a straight a up masterpiece. Good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um I think yeah. it's fine. I, I
3: like think it's, it's
0: fine. It's it's,
2: it's it's good. Um it's not like it just it, it goes into way too many creepy It,
0: it does uh, Um
2: Yeah but that's the best part. That's the, <laughs> the, that's the, the highlight the fucked up
3: stuff in it. <laughs> I mean, in
0: some ways, I do, like, respect it more for having, like, for being so deeply strange um, in such a massively popular movie. But, um, see, now I'm going to have to try to think of something that, like, I really Keep going all the way back in a second. Okay. That I, like, really connected. Because the thing is, even if there's stuff, like, you know, like, I like stuff from way before my time. But it's still stuff that I was largely exposed to as a kid. That's you know? True. Like and that's sort of the I think Then what part about of the stuff difference.
2: that people like maybe more my age are nostalgic for, but you were
0: Oh, sure. I mean that's a great like Are that's... you a Harry Potter person? I am. I'm a big Harry Potter person. Okay. Yeah. And I got and I got, ha- and I got into Harry Potter does, I know. And like it sucks to even like <laughs> Sorry, say it out. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um I, I literally I mean I'm a
2: big Harry Potter person too, but yeah. like, that that was my Right. It's hard not to be I was my age.
0: in like eighth or ninth grade when the books started coming out, like when the first oh, couple okay. books. So like I wasn't so old, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't so old. But I was a little bit like I didn't read them because they're, especially the first three. I'm like, well, those are kids books. Why would I read them? Yeah. And then once it sort of became a phenomenon, and then the fourth, I was like, I should read. And then the fourth one came out and people were like, no, this one's really good. And it was like this big and it's, you know, they're getting older. Um, and I didn't actually finally read them all until the fifth book was about to come out, and then I just didn't want to start. We're talking Harry Potter, of course. Uh, I was gonna, course. Damon,
2: I was going to ask Nick, what oh. do you think we're talking about <laughs> I,
3: I, when I heard fifth book? Fifth book, yeah. Potter.
0: And I didn't want to be left out. And then I was just a a deeply, deeply cool college student who got extremely into Harry Potter. So yeah, t- you know. totally
2: cool. Did you did you join a Quidditch team in college? I
0: did not join a Quidditch. Yeah, that would have been. I know. That had been the oh, on all my friends did. Um, who went to Dorky or like I went to a big state school i don't even think yeah i don't think you. anyone at san diego state was making a quidditch team but my friends who went to like uc davis or berkeley like they all were on their <laughs> school quidditch teams
2: just one of those insane millennial things but, but... we
0: you know we were because we were talking last week at some point i don't even know if it was on the podcast or not about like midnight movie like screenings and like mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. went to harry potter like at midnight like waited in line got there at like 9 p.m and sat on the cement and waited for midnight showings kind of thing and i did that for for every movie from four until the last one basically
2: yeah so i saw it was my first in first pg-13 movie in a theater i remember that um that's pretty intense movie that
0: As is that is an intense movie. Eight
2: or nine year old maybe. Oh,
0: Jesus, yeah, because I was about twenty, so
2: yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's about ten year difference. Yep. Um, I saw and, Yeah, you go, Nick.
3: I was gonna say I saw either the first or the second one on a date in theaters, and halfway mm-hmm. through the projector broke. Oh no! And and uh, they gave us a free like one free voucher to see the movie again at a later date, and then mm-hmm. an extra one for the inconvenience. So I saw two movies that weren't Harry Potter because of that.
0: If <laughs> you like didn't care to go back and finish yeah.
2: it. Do you know which Harry Potter it was? I think it was the second one, which is like, Oh the yeah, that's the one. one you don't need to yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That's
0: I will say I saw the first Harry Potter movie not having read the books yet. Because so, yeah, that came out when we when I was a senior in high school, I think. So and I didn't start reading the books until like I said, I was in college. So Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I saw the first one and was like, or, and, or saw the movie and was like, oh, that was cute. That was good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I got caught Gotta up. I like
2: that John Williams score.
0: It's, it's so good. Like His scores are so good. Ow. I actually like some of the later ones too, but no, his score, especially his score for Prisoner of Azkaban in particular. Well, we um, could
2: always just talk about how freaking good the Prisoner of Azkaban is. Oh, my is, God. Cause... I've
0: listened. I listened to that, like, had the CD in my car, and again, a very cool, like, 21-year-old, is just <laughs> driving around with a Prisoner of Command CD in my car for, like, a year straight. Um,
2: uh, I mean, and that's... On my mo-
0: iPod, just, you know, <laughs> living my best life.
2: Uh, that's one of John Williams' like most adverse scores. Like, I don't think he ever wrote something like the Night Bus, oh, uh, Night Bus. song.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Aunt, the Aunt, and the Aunt Marge, like Aunt Marge's Walt, yes. or whatever it's called, is so good, too, because um, it's, like, magical and kind of creepy. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I will. I, I could. I could literally talk about Prisoner of Azkaban for a whole day, um, but we're talking about E. T. Yeah,
2: um, we need to get back now that still, Nick left and we are we we off it, topic.
0: We, we digressed. How so we I've got i I've got a oh.
3: mini E. T. digression for oh, okay. from from his uh, his time at home when he's. I think it's the next day when Elliot mm-hmm. actually has to go back to right. school, and E. T. is just like chilling at home watching TV. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the things he puts on is the movie This Island Earth. Like, when oh. he's scrolling channels. Are you guys familiar with that movie at no. all? No. So, are you guys familiar with the TV show Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yes. Yeah. They made one Orcs. actual movie, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh. Uh, which was this basically the exact same as any other episode. I don't know. <laughs> sure. How, like, I think it played in theaters, but other than that, it's not too different. Um, the skits are a little mm-hmm. bit longer, I think. Sure. But the MST3K movie was This Island Earth.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, James. the poster is very cool for this Island Earth. Um, it's
3: it's not a terrible movie. It's um, it's like a Universal, a late Universal, Alien slash monster movie.
0: The the Alien design that has like these sort of big brain aliens that look it's like the Mars attacks. Mars
3: attacks. It's yeah. very
0: Mars attacks. Yeah,
3: Mars attacks will come up later in
2: this episode.
0: oh all right. Interesting. Love Mars attacks. Um, speaking of movies that I saw, but like. Scared me to <laughs> put that on the list. Although that I walked into a theater to see. Like I knew what I was doing and then yeah. I, I regretted it immediately. <laughs> yeah.
2: You did that one to yourself. You couldn't have any grudge against someone I, on that No, I
0: don't. I did not hold it against the movie. Um, yeah.
2: Well, it seems like you never hold it against the movie. It's whoever made you watch it. Either it's, your it's history teacher or my, your parents. Or my yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, sorry, now I'm just fact checking something. Very quickly. Yeah, Mars Attacks came out around... Christmas, nineteen ninety-six. So strange. Um, I was
2: four
3: months old. It got it got bumped because of, um, because oh, of it did? Independence it... Day.
0: Oh, that's I, I knew that. That is right. Uh, it was supposed to come out in the summer, and then they were like, oh,
2: can't uh, really compete there.
0: Very, speaking of like specific years and things like that. That's a heck of a one-two alien yeah. invasion movie. Mm-hmm. Uh Alright. Um, oh, he also um, he's also watching The Quiet Man, right? Is the one of the movies Yeah, he that was... Up?
2: I thought that's what Nick was going for because yeah. he likes The Quiet Man so much.
0: Yeah. It's that's sort of the movie that I noticed him watching.
2: Yeah. Um, that I had in my notes. This this scene is ridiculous, though. <laughs> Which like, one? E- just the one like oh, that uh, E.T.'s like, e. getting drunk and then Elliot by...
3: Gets drunk and then liberates <laughs> yeah. the frogs.
2: Yeah, and you, it's just did you guys ever have to dissect frogs oh, in your
3: Yes. Yeah. So I
2: I didn't.
0: I did. I was so I was I had a note to bring this up um because I feel like probably I was around the last like yeah, age of school children that was still dissecting animals. Um
2: I only got to it in my senior anatomy class in college. In college, in high school, we did a cat.
0: Okay, so I would—that's what I was going to ask you. I did a
2: cat freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm.
0: That, okay, so okay, well, I, I was going to ask.
2: Do you still remember what those cats smell like? Oh, God. Y- yeah, I'm used to the the well, feral. Well, I, I <laughs> guess I guess I can't like <laughs> bond with you over how shitty this is. He's
1: dissected
0: <laughs> is. people.
1: Yeah, dissected so, human I, beings. I,
2: I, yeah, I, I can't like complain about like how bad the cat smelled because I done... can still
0: remember how the frog smelled, and it, it smelled the same. So I my traumatic cat dissection story is that I never had to dissect a cat in school. I think AP Bio is the class that did it, and no, I did not take AP Bio. Um, but when I was in third grade, we took a field trip to the neighborhood high school. I don't know why, like, but we just like went to different classes and we sat in on like a physics class, which was super cool and we did like physics experiments and like touched the, the thing. Then they took us to the AP bio class where they were dissecting cats. <laughs> and we were in third grade. <laughs> and it traumatized They're plunging
2: their scapels in and everyone's just traumatized like traumatized ah.
0: everybody. And the girls were like crying. <laughs> Oh, I we I had had a pet cat that had just run away over the summer. And oh. so when someone's like, where are the cats from? I'm like, They're the cats from the pound. And then I'm like freaking out because my cat had just ran away. <laughs> um,
2: oh, my God. I am know. so sorry, Jeff. That
0: was fine. I, I was all right in the end. But um, I can't remember how it smelled in that room when they were dissecting. And they were like pulling out their intestines. Oh, God. Yeah. Animal dissection is pretty gross. Uh, yeah. I understand why it's necessary, but... Ugh not for me
2: is it necessary for kids et's age though because well i just i don't know what they're going to get out of it I, yep
0: i'm trying to remember i was really young when we did a frog like i think i was in junior high maybe i think it was my eighth grade biology but i mean and it's, that that's seems not like 10. et's or not ET. it's yeah, really, no, yes.
2: like 10, I think. now i'm now i'm referring to them as
0: each other I, there you go <laughs> it's right it's right at this point where they're um
3: starting doesn't to merge you yeah, know they're melding
2: yeah. it doesn't help that their name is et and elliot and they both start with e and end with t and his, I th- and his yeah, last yeah, I think name a... is
0: like elliot thomas isn't it like his last name thomas i think uh, do
3: we ever hear their uh, i don't know did i make that uh, up yeah, Tom- oh thompson thompson, thompson. Yeah. okay jesus christ so it Jana. is et so, maybe that's why they uh how they yeah. managed to merge
0: <laughs> maybe yeah how yeah um God, my notes are so funny i i've I'm looking at. Th- you see ET enough times, and like it just is starting to not look like letters in my head. I'm just mm-hmm. like ET, ET, ET. Um, yeah, that scene I had no memory of, I will say. Like from watching this when I was a kid, like that intense melding, he gets drunk at school and in trouble sequence um, was not something that I'd remembered.
2: Um, also- it's uh, very weird when he spins the girl around and uh, stands on top of what a short king he decides yeah. to crush his classmate to smooch a girl <laughs> elliot uh, colon short I, king
0: i think he's i think henry thomas is good in this movie by the way like I, as yeah, elliot I, I yeah.
2: um, he's not nearly as good as drew barrymore like no. i kept well, mentioning like
0: as going the, the child's so is pretty good. yeah drew
2: barrymore incredible in this movie yeah
0: I can't think too much about Drew Barrymore. I just get like really deeply sad. Um, yeah. yeah, Like in this movie, she's so young. She's
2: I mean, we're so talking about like young. the Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan treatment. After that, documentary. she she's kind of like the she's first she's like the of first that, one. Sort
0: of... Yeah, I mean, she's basically yeah, who was you know in rehab when she was thirteen and ah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, no, she's she's fantastic. She's so cute. Um, she is the best. But I do I do think. Henry Thomas who is still out there like acting by the way. He's yeah, nice. Wasn't
3: he, he in, in a, a movie things. recently? He's been in a bunch of the um, Oh the, Doctor Sleep that's what he was yeah, in Yeah like that horror guy he's been in a bunch of his He's in, in like
0: Mike Flanagan is it Mike Flanagan? Flanagan? Flanagan thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause yeah, he's yeah. in the Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor those yeah. Netflix horror shows yeah, that and I
2: Gerald's Giro- well, Game that uh, Gerald's Game? Stephen.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's all um, no, you're just being, you're saying it all French and fancy. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think that's all he, yeah, he just must be like, <laughs> Thanks for telling. <laughs> he must just be like in with Mike Flanagan. Cause that's all the same guy's projects. Mm-hmm. Who
2: does he play in Ganks in New York?
0: Oh,
3: is he the, the Johnny guy who gets Rocco? Is, is he the his. guy who's friends with DiCaprio who gets like killed?
2: Well, I'm, I, 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 don't, that I don't know sounds right now because right. I can't even find his.
0: Yeah, his, yeah, That that okay. sounds right. Oh, he's in um He's in a movie I Oh gosh, he's one of the main guys in Have I
2: Legends of the Fall?
0: No, um I Capture the Castle? Have either of you guys seen that? have no. never even heard of that. It's a romantic drama from 2003, um based on an old book that I I really love the book and I I like made <laughs> I made oh, It's friends. got Rose I'm, Byrne in it. Uh, a very young Rose Byrne it has Bill Nye in it. Henry Cavill. Oh, it has like a lot of sort of famous British people before they were super famous. Um, I made a bunch of friends watch this on a movie night a few years ago. Um, it's great. Gener-
2: it's a three stars on Letterboxd. It's
0: it's it's not like good, but I love it. Um,
2: Three stars is the same rating you gave Bohemian Rhapsody, though.
0: I know. Like, well, I I am not consistent <laughs> in my ratings. I can't remember why I gave Bohemian Rhapsody three stars. Like, what was in the water that day? I must have been like in a yeah. really fantastic mood. Um, but yeah, anyway, Henry Thomas still out there. He's had an,
2: he's had an okay career.
0: Yeah. yeah, that always makes me no, happy. No, Drew Barrymore.
2: Well. What's your guys' favorite Drew Barrymore performance? Yes. <sighs> really? Yeah. I wouldn't argue with it. That's a little, I, I that's a little it. rude. <laughs> is it? Because she's really good no, at this No, she's really movie. good
0: in this. But, like,
2: it's she a little rude.
0: like she's rude. Like She's just a kid. Being know. a kid. It,
3: um, it is a little rude. and um,
0: I really like her in The Wedding Singer. It might be my favorite. Drew Barrymore. I love I love The Wedding Singer. Um,
2: she's the best part of The Wedding Singer, I would say. Oh, 100%. I'm not a big fan of the movie. I love She it. really kills it in this one scene in Scream.
0: Oh, of co- oh, oh, no, yeah! It's yeah, probably that.
2: Yeah, it's not a big role, but like.
0: Oh my god! But
2: it's when so you think of iconic. Scream, that's like the first thing you think of is right. the one scene with Drew Barrymore. You in think it.
0: of her. You think of her like screaming and holding the phone and like, yeah. Ugh.
2: Well, she does such a good job of starting that whole conversation, like kind of excited and a little little flirty, but She's then like.
0: So good. Um, uh, I guess I guess maybe it is Scream. I was looking at her like IMDb list or movie list and. She's made a lot of bad movies, yep. um, unfortunately. Does she don't even have a filmography? Where is
2: it here? There it is. Um, now, how good is she in riding in cars with boys? So
0: here's what I remembered. <laughs> she has made um, a series of movies that I cannot remember which one is which, which is like, because <laughs> she's in riding in cars with boys, and she's also in Home Fries. And she's also in Boys Never on the Side, uh, which I thought Boys on the Side and Riding in Cars with Boys were the same movie. They're not; <laughs> they're two different Drew <laughs> movies. Um, but she just went through this phase in like the late '90s where she sort of alternated between making um, really silly romantic comedies and then sort of like very um, like sort of melodramatic
3: indie indie indie, indie melodramas. Sort of,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, maybe. My favorite Drew Barrymore performance might actually be an Ever After, um, a movie that I love that. and is extremely important to me. Um, yeah, it's it's Cinderella. She plays Cinderella. But, like, oh, it's, gotcha. it's one of those, um, like, versions where it's, like, Cinderella, but if it were real kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's set in, like, sure. an actual, like, what feels like a real – it's set in 19th century France. It's all very realistic. There's no, like, magic, you know, mice or whatever running around. It's just, like –
2: Oh, man, a nice... double build with Duggery Scott.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, a, al- that's an era. Almost was Wolverine, Duggery Scott. Um, yeah,
2: still weird to me. Yeah. Um, now, have you guys seen Fever Pitch as baseball fans? No. <laughs>
0: we
3: as, are a base- baseball as a baseball fans, fan, I am not going to watch Fever Pitch.
0: I, I refuse. Um, I would like to see the original Fever Pitch, though, the soccer one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I, I'm not gonna sit through that. Yeah. No offense.
2: You're not into like Jimmy Fallon for two I'm not, hours. I am nope.
0: not into Jimmy Fallon as a film performer in any way. Um mm-hmm. or, or like two hours about how great the Red Sox are, no offense. Um <laughs> not <laughs> not sitting through it. Um music and lyrics is a really good later um uh Romantic comedy performance from her. I love music and lyrics.
3: I want to see that just because Adam Schlesinger wrote the uh The songs were really part. good. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: really, really good. Um, so I saw, so 2007, sorry, we are just wildly digressing. 2007 was, the, I graduated college in 06, and then I took a year off and moved back to Sacramento before I moved to LA for law school in the fall of 07. So like summer of '06 to summer of '07, I saw... So many movies, <laughs> like I would just <laughs> literally anything that was playing, I would go see. I would just I'd go with my mom to see it. I'd go with my like hometown friends to see it um and music and lyrics is one of those that I like just randomly on like a random day was like okay who's who's around? who wants to go see music and lyrics uh, with zero expectations and oh my God, it's so fun It was a huge hit. it made a hundred and fifty million dollars um wow. yeah i she doesn't act hardly much anymore, um yeah.
2: Now, did you like Charlie's Angels?
0: I did, loved Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Um, <laughs> my, I did. Um, yeah, Charlie's, I just
2: didn't know there was another Charlie's Angels. Charlie's
0: Angels. Sorry, I, all my stories are so annoying today. Um, Charlie. My memory of seeing Charlie's Angels is because um, I went and saw it uh, the day after my high school caught fire, and so school was oh. canceled. Um, Whoa! It was nice. fine. Everybody was fine. A kid was playing with freaking matches in a closet and started a fire and then ran away and didn't tell anybody and a whole wing of the school burned down. Wow. <laughs> but so we didn't have to come back to school for a couple of days. So my friends and I all went to go see Charlie's Angels at a matinee on like a Thursday uh, cuz school was canceled. That's pretty so cool. It's a yeah. Um yeah, I love
2: Charlie's Angels. I just realized that ET is in her first movie. She's altered in Altered states. states before this. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. I is haven't... she in much of that movie?
0: I haven't seen it either. Um, I was reading about it recently because I really am going to watch The Devil soon. Um, and so I was reading about Ken Russell. And so I was like, yeah. oh, Alter States. Yeah. Drew Barrymore is in that.
2: Now, uh, before, last thing on uh, Drew Barrymore. Has, have either of you seen Whippet? Oh, yeah, no. of
0: course. Whippet it rules.
2: It's really good. It's
0: really good. It's, it's and, uh, and she directed it. Yeah, it's so fantastic.
2: And we were sharing that clip with each other of Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, being, saying she like, should direct more. And her getting pretty emotional.
0: Yeah, if anyone hasn't watched that, I I do recommend seeking it out, even though it's, like, extremely hard to watch. Um, it's
2: really sweet.
0: Yeah, I mean, Drew Barrymore uh, it's apparently really it, sad too. It seems like a very emotional person. Like, if you – there's more – so she has a talk show now um, that yeah. she, like, does all virtually. It's very funny. Um, but – it was for her birthday, and like there was a series of people they had show up to surprise her. Like you know, like she is actually like best friends with Cameron Diaz from the Charlie's Angels days. Like they became actually That's best really friends. That's really nice because
2: so, like, all I've heard about the production of Charlie's Angels seems kind of fraught. Yes, it looking did at seem you, Bill Murray.
0: Yeah, oh God. I love Bill Murray, but Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love Bill Murray, and I'm happy to never have to interact with him or deal with him in any way. Yep. Um, but no, like so, like. You know, Cameron Diaz showed up and she burst into tears and other people showed up and she burst into tears. But then when Steven Spielberg shows up and she describes him as the first person who ever cared about her, like, oh boy, like... Like,
2: it's really sweet for Steven Spielberg it's to really hear sweet, that, like, but... Um...
0: And it makes me, like, and it, it kind of makes me feel better watching E.T., even though it's, like, stressful because I know how hard her life was. I'm like, well, yeah. she must have been comfortable on that set. Like, the production must have been... Steven Spielberg yeah. must have made her feel safe and comfortable, even though things did not go so well for her for 10 to 20 years after that.
3: There's a lot of bonus stuff, um, like, behind-the-scenes stuff on the Blu-ray, and a lot of it is, like, clips of her talking and she seems like so happy and excited yeah. and it's very it's very nice and it shows like spielberg interacting with the kids a lot and he seems like he's really good with the kids
0: yeah he's a good like he's a, obviously a he really seems like yeah he seems like director. a director yeah
3: he seems like just kind of a good dude yeah. generally
0: yeah i have to i've never heard i mean other than sort of like i know he got a lot of blowback um sort of, he was one of the people in the Academy who, like, is against streaming, and, you know, he's a bit of an old fuddy-duddy and all of that, and it's like, but that's that's literally, like, the most criticism of him I've yeah. basically ever heard, yeah. is that he's just... Like,
2: I remember that it happened last year, and we all kind of rolled his eyes, and we're like, yeah, yeah ma- old man yells at clouds, Right,
0: but exactly. That's it and for
2: Spielberg, like...
0: yeah, If that's the worst thing that anyone is saying about you as a Hollywood director, I will yeah. take that. Um, oh, she's... Sorry, like I so, said just looking at her Wikipedia page. She's in Babes in Toyland, um, an absolutely wild 80s TV movie. Has her and Keanu Reeves. Good Lord. Um, what the heck? Weird stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's really fantastic in this. Oh, yeah, I forgot. In 2015, she made that, speaking of indie melodramas, she made that like grief drama directed by Catherine Hardwick uh, with uh, Tony Collette called Miss You Already that I did not see because mm. it's like... About death, and I was like,
2: nah, "Yeah, I've, I'm good." I haven't seen that either. <laughs> I'm, 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 Have either of you guys seen Olive, the other reindeer?
1: No. What
0: is
2: that, that was a <laughs> that was a Christmas classic in my household. It's a 1999 uh, animated Christmas short. It's about oh, 45 minutes. Sure. And Drew, Mary Bo- Drew Barrymore plays a dog named Olive. Aww. And uh,
0: Olive, the other reindeer. I just got it.
2: Yeah. And Santa goes on the wi- the uh, radio and says. Uh, we can't fly because like, Rudolph is hurt. He's like, what if we, he's like, we just can't work unless we have all of the other reindeer. And uh, Olive thinks she means all of the reindeer, even though she's a dog, but she convinces herself <laughs> that she's a reindeer. Oh, no. so go- she goes to find uh, Santa. Okay,
0: sure. I don't know. It's a Christmas, sure. Uh, what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, and it's really weird, but...
0: That is funny. Final, 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 I promise, Drew Barrymore note. Um... <laughs> I a movie that I did see, um, probably not that long after I saw E.T., thanks, Dad, um, is Firestarter. Have either of you seen her in Firestarter from 84?
2: Nope. Yeah, I read the book with my mom when sure. we watched the movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, so my dad, like a lot of people's parents, big Stephen King guy, like he yeah. read all the Stephen Kings. And so I think when Firestarter came out, he was like, oh, it's Stephen King and it has a little ki- little girl in it. I'll show it to Jana. <laughs> So I definitely saw Firestarter yeah, when I was like six.
2: She'll definitely relate to Charlie McGee. Like that's uh, that's Jana there. I, lo-
0: I loved Firestarter though. I actually, for some reason, like that. Maybe it's just about expectations because like that, I don't remember being traumatized by, and that's an actual horror movie versus yeah. ET. E.T. Um, oh, ET scared. I forgot to mention this way, way, way out of order, but I felt a little bit validated when ET started. And it has those kind of like super intense opening credits, like the sort of the neon mm-hmm. purple font, and it's like playing yeah. scary music. And I'm like, this is the opening of a scary movie. Like, it seems like a John Carpenter opening. It's, a, it's
3: Yes, exact, it's very, exactly. very much.
0: Because it's like 80s neon and this sort of like ooh music. And I'm like, okay, this is probably why when I was a kid, I was like, oh, what, what's happening? What are we doing? I'm not buying this. Yeah. Um. All right, back to ET. We
2: are just we're all over the place, guys. Um. Good Lord. Sorry so well we're about halfway we're right halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Great, we're so an we're... hour and 30 minutes into recording
0: yeah almost an hour 40 um no Nelly's but... gonna kill us that's fine uh we will yeah i can't, I can't
3: go for it too much longer <laughs>
0: yeah we will speed it up um we're at halloween now right that's the next thing that happens in the movie yeah. yep. basically um uh just barely moving over um Et uh, reading a Buck Rogers comic strip, by the way, which is funny, yeah. and decides to make the phone home device with the speak and spell, um, and their connection's getting stronger. But yeah, then it's Halloween, and there's some really cute Halloween costumes, and Gertie wants to be a cowgirl. <laughs> she always <laughs> wants to be a cowgirl. Um, what is it that Elliot is dressed up as?
3: Like just like a goblin and something. oh, she some calls kind. him a hunchback.
0: So I oh, thought yeah, yeah. he was, like, dressing up as a zombie at first. He just looked like a ghoul or something. But mm-hmm. then when he goes missing and she reports him to the cops, she says he's dressed like a hunchback. And I was like, okay.
1: Sure.
2: I almost wonder if that's, like, another uh, piece of evidence that, like, the mom doesn't really know what's going on. It... Like, because all the, all the adults in this movie are just right. out of it.
0: Um. Yeah. I I like... We haven't really talked about um the mom or that actress or anything. Um. I... I like her in this. She as the mom, like she doesn't have a ton to do, and I guess mm-hmm. um, otherwise Dee Wallace was best known as like a horror movie actress and like yeah. a scream queen, which I think is kind of an interesting vibe to bring to the movie again. Um, but she's she's in like the Hills Have Eyes, the Howling, Cujo, Critters, like, and then yeah. ET. Um, <laughs> but I like the way she plays like this busy but well intentioned mom who like. Half the time, Et's right here. Like she's just like in the kitchen, and Et's like right here. And yeah,
3: I, I like that when Gertie's trying to like point Et to her. <gasps> I need to show you something, just, Mom. And she's just so clueless. Like yeah. she she's just way too like. Yeah.
2: There's she a million things up going on. She opens the refrigerator on, yeah. and hits Et in the face. So funny! It's really funny. It's <laughs> a great uh, bit.
0: But yes. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, um, they're all dressed up. They dress up Et as a ghost. <laughs> He's standing in the, in the kitchen or the house, and he's, like, doing the little wiggle under oh, oh, oh. the sheet. I think that's my favorite E.T. moment. It's so funny. He's just, they, like, wiggling back and forth.
2: Yeah, they really pull, like, an Ocean's Eleven sort of switch Yeah. of uh, Gertie and E.T. being, an e. T. like, this ghost.
0: Yeah, and and it really only works because we've been sort of asked to believe how insanely oblivious the mom is. Because I'm like, that yeah. is a alien-shaped creature <laughs> underneath that. His head is, like, this wide. It is like Do you not... guys
2: know about the theory that like he reacts to Yoda, the dressed-up Yoda, because ET's part of the Star Wars universe? Because in Phantom Menace, you see him and you see like a bunch of ETs in one of the Senate chambers. I that represents a planet. I am familiar. Nick is just shaking his head. He's, Nick, he's not Nick it.
0: is not a fan theory guy. Um, I, I've. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: so upset. Why are you upset?
0: Nick's quitting the podcast.
2: You look like you're going to punch something.
3: Because people are just such fucking losers about this stuff. My God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so I also, Nick's been pushed to the edge by the recent um, Marvel discourse. Every Marvel. We should admit that like. This is you're you're already on, on thin ice when it no, comes to No it.
3: property should be allowed to have a universe. Like it's Ugh. just too much. Like you're not a Ugh. universe. You're just a movie for the love of Christ.
2: What about the Muppet universe?
3: <laughs> no, there's no Muppet universe. There's no there's no yeah. nothing. Like
2: <laughs> no But nothing. the Muppet universe is awesome. All
3: these stories are just made up. They're just made up by writers. <laughs> like
2: did we break
3: <laughs> it? Like none of this. Sh- none of this shit is real.
0: <laughs> none of this matters. What are we doing? I'm out of here. <laughs> oh God. Oh Lord. Um, no, I mean, so uh, my my actual take is that it's just like a funny winky
2: thing, right? Like oh, it, it, I'm it a yeah, little green sure guy. Is. You're
0: a little green guy. Are you an alien like me? Like you know? I, it's, yeah. And, and like it's they reference
2: Star Wars so much in this movie. Oh, my God. So. You know, George Lucas like just edit some ETS into the Senate chamber like, exactly. for fun. Like, just who cares?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we we could spend some time talking about the one Pixar theory too, if that's. <laughs> but oh yeah, some time how do you feel about the world's n- worst the Pixar fan theory, CDs. in my opinion?
3: <laughs> I, can't, can't. I don't have time for any of this. Any of this people.
0: <laughs> We're already running behind, and like we, we can't uh, we can't go down that road. Uh, I do like that Yoda though. Like, kind of looks very like like there's some uncanny valley something happening with that yoda that's walking down the street like that mask is too real looking it's a a good good costume it's It's a a great costume it's a really good costume um i was i was very impressed by that in the
3: in the behind the scenes footage one of the things is that um when they were filming halloween like a bunch Mm -hmm. of the crew dressed up too and spielberg dressed up like as an old lady so there's like video of him like directing and he's got like a wig and like pearls on and stuff Mm -hmm. like that And just being like silly with the kids. It's great. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, man. I have, I just have so much in my notes. There's not time to get to, but I did want to, I mentioned earlier sort of the cinematography. There's like one shot of the sunset at at Halloween when they're all walking out. That is so beautiful. Mm. Um, That's one of my favorite shots in the movie. Um, But yeah, so Halloween, ultimately the plan is for Elliot to take ET back out to the forest so that he can phone home. Um which he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Elliot falls asleep, goes unconscious. I can't re- remember why he all of a sudden it's just like the next day and he's alone.
2: Um, they don't explain a lot, but then E.T.'s like dead.
0: But, but, yeah, but then E.T.'s like dead in a ditch. Um
2: <laughs> which that was the most disturbing part for me as a child. Not the EKGs. Not yeah. the, I mean, I, I got scared of that. And then I got scared of what, like, they meet E.T. but like terrible. He looks like, bad. Oh, yeah. he looks how is he not really bad. Like, dead, dead right yeah. there.
0: Yeah, that that was, like, shocking to me, even watching it last night, where I was like, wow, I didn't. Like, starting from there, I mean, he looks really bad there. And then basically the whole time that he's in the hazmat unit or whatever, like, he looks really bad. Um, So, anyway, he, they phone home. E.T. ends up dead or dying in a ditch. Um, Elliot finds him. And then, of course, um, now Elliot is also... Like, that is that is harrowing. When yeah. they finally, like, bring the mom in and have to say what's going on, and he says, like, we're dying. Yeah. Um, I, it's a hell of a line. I found that to be very upsetting. <laughs> like, that is whew, rough. Um, but literally before, like... Before the mom can even do anything, the house is invaded by spacemen. Basically,
2: right? Like, it's I mean, very weird the way he decides to film. That. It is
0: very strange. Um, yeah, the the government officials come in, and I guess at this point they have decided that, that you know ET might be a contaminant or something, and so they they literally come in in full, like walking on the moon space suits basically but
2: yeah it's not it's not even just like weird hazmat suits yeah it's not a hazmat
3: suit
0: it's no it's a it's like they're
1: walking around
0: um and i i know to some extent it's it's also he's at at this point we still haven't seen their faces like it's everything is still like obscured and so this is just another way of having them be faceless um we only can sort of identify the leader because he has those jangly keys, and so we sort of always see him with like the keys on his belt or mm-hmm. like being zipped up into the suit or anything. Um, and then they basically build this like super intense triage hazmaty hospital with like a tunnel mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes from like the house to the hospital. Um, and like that tunnel it, seems fun. It, it does seem fun, although <laughs> when it get, when it gets pulled by the car later, like and they're like yeah. trying to hold on and like he's just dis- I'm, I'm like. You should want him to disconnect it. How do you think this is going to end for you? Like, and also just it's
2: the best outcome for you. Exactly. Exa- exactly.
0: It's like just yeah. Um, but yeah. So they make this. You know, and this part of the movie is probably my least favorite part. Um, just because it kind of feels like everything stops for a little bit here, just to have you all this science that stuff. In the
2: essay that it was just like the like chase kind of kept on going and he, kept on going and kept on going. Yeah,
0: they're. And it's a lot of it is a lot of like scary stuff um when they're they're for a while elliot and e t are on like sort of separate hospital beds, and he's like begging them not to hurt e t yeah um and uh, you know the the brother and the um michael michael um like the brother michael and the family are sort of like running around trying to help um and then ultimately it looks like e t dies and Elliot, which heals Elliot. Yeah. He He like,
3: he decouples from Elliot and it happens like right after Elliot says to him, I'll be right here. Yeah. So it's like, it's sort of like ET sacrificing himself knowing that he's, I mean, I don't know how, how he manages to do this. I guess, uh, ET is a a more intelligent being, but he, he's sort of like in my reading of it anyway, Mm -hmm. is, Knowing that he um will die but in doing so will revive
2: Elliot.
0: We're we're back to and Jesus. And his death again. won't be
2: permanent. <laughs> God yeah. damn it.
0: Yeah. We're 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 back we're back to Jesus y um stuff. But yeah, no, he yeah, basically like lets him severs their connection, um lets him go. Poor Elliot is extremely upset. Um
2: I love when uh, they put him in like the casket and then uh, Elliot realizes like oh he's still alive and he opens up the little casket he's like ET for all.
0: Yeah. I I do I do like that scene. So yeah, basically they put him in like this sort of like sealed caskety thing um but Elliot realize like Elliot realizes I think maybe the heart's starting to glow again. Like Well, I, he
2: sees the flowers are starting. Oh, the flowers come back.
0: That's the yeah. the the flowers, yeah there's been a series of dying and reviving flowers that have sort of yeah. tracked along with the um, healthy or health of E.T. I really though enjoy I do enjoy the scene and I think he's good in it when he has to make the diversion because yeah mm-hmm. once he realizes that um, E.T. is okay and he's out how to get him out of there um, and so he starts like screaming and crying and wailing mm-hmm. and it, it, it's funny because it's like it's bad acting, but like in a. It's so bad. But it's like it's. But it's supposed to be bad acting. But it's supposed yeah. to oh, be yeah, I mean. exactly. that's, like, that's actually a hard it's skill
2: not, to it's, it's pull It's not. Henry off. Thomas bad yeah. acting. Yeah, it's Elliot yeah.
3: Henry Thomas acting. is doing. Like is uh, doing well, Elliot. Right, as, as Elliot being unable doing. to act. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> exactly. there we go.
0: Which is which is a like, kind of <laughs> a hard skill, you know. I think, for an actor yeah. to yeah I definitely to pull off.
2: Um, I, sort of like uh, Julie Roberts playing Julie Roberts as a bad impression of Julie Roberts. Yeah, there you go.
3: <laughs> um, I, I really love in this scene. Uh, there's like all these facial scientists, and then there's only the one that we mm-hmm. um like sort of get to know a little bit, and he right. seems to be the only good scientist named Keys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this name really Keys? It's Keys, yeah. Uh,
0: and he has the keys.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he like says K E
2: Y E S, uh, uh, the last name Keys. Yeah.
3: Uh, on IMDb, it has it without an E. Yeah, both of them, both IMDb and uh, Wiki have it without an E. Um, but he says, uh, I've been wishing for this since I was 10 years old, which at first you it, you sort of think it's going to be like, this is kind of the cutthroat scientist. But then he says, I don't want him to die. What can we do that we're not already doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and did you guys get the sense at all? So he's the one who, who leaves... Who, tells the other scientists to leave and give Elliot a minute. Mm-hmm. Do you get the sense at all that he thinks that there's still a chance that ET's savable and he's sort of rigging it or I'd like am to I see
2: what... No, I I guess because the whole movie was sort of built up how stupid adults were I didn't, but that kind of makes sense.
0: I I kind of do um only, only because he is like the one he's the only other adult besides the mom whose face we get to see and who mm-hmm. really like talks. Um, And I think it's because of of that line where he is like, you know, expressing sort of solidarity with Elliot of like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I've been wanting this, like, what can we do? And so I, I do buy at least that he was just sort of giving Elliot like one chance, like maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe this, something will happen.
3: Um, Yeah. And it does. And it does. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And so then um, Elliot, and yeah, so at this point, the, brother comes back, because I think maybe also the brother has seen the flowers coming back to life. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and so um, the brother comes back and and Elliot basically gets him to help him with this escape and they're going to steal the vengeance. they have only driven in reverse. It's so funny because there was a scene earlier in the movie where we watch him just absolutely like mangle trying to back out of Mm -hmm. that long driveway and it's very funny. Um, But yeah, they've hooked up the tunnel thing Again, because I guess they can't be exposed to air. They've hooked up the tunnel thing from the triage unit to this van that they're going to carry E.T. away in. And they have to get the brother into the driver's seat and Elliot with E.T. into the van. Um, they keep almost screwing it up a bunch of times. The brother's supposed to have like his helmet or mask on. Off. And then he's just like sitting there. And someone, what are you doing? Who are you? And then they basically just have to drive off. Um, <laughs> And then yeah, there's an extended sequence where they go driving through the town. Um, one and we'll get there in a second, but they they have to ditch the guys who are in the um, what you call it the tunnel. And then they go looking for the brothers' friends. This is like the return of the um, sort of what we on our yeah. boys on bikes yeah. crew here. Um, and they put together a plan that they're gonna escape on their bikes, and. Convenient. This is the first time that I realized conveniently that they, um, uh, that the suburb they live in is like still being developed. So there's lots yeah. of empty dirt lots around,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which was cool. Like I, that that's how I grew up. Like we moved into a a house that had just been built in a, a new, mi- mi- newly constructing subdivision, and so like there were tons of like empty lots around that you could go and you know eventually they were all built out but for like the first few years that I lived there it was like oh yeah you can go and play in just like these big open areas Um, (laughs) they do a bunch of cool mountain biking like (laughs) over all these
2: Great stunts. Yes,
0: it is good stunts. I I did laugh, though, at one point when they're like, let's split up. And I'm like, they really only care about the alien. I mean, (laughs) I guess you guys can all split up. They're going to follow him. So, um, but they, you know, they do create some sort of a diversion and and go all around. Um, And then uh, we didn't even mention, by the way, our first Elliot flying bike Scene oh, yeah. That yeah,
2: there's earlier. that whole scene that happens. Yeah. So we the already Ambuline know. the Amblin Entertainment logo. The, the
0: Amblin exactly. Entertainment logo. And so that's already happened. Um, and so this time we get the whole bike crew and the um, infamous scene where the cops show up with the cop cars and their guns, um, which. Sure. Yeah. In
2: one version. <laughs>
0: in one version. Um, in infamously for the 25th, 20th, 25th. Um, 20th anniversary re-release spielberg got a little uncomfortable um with cops waving guns around the kids and had them digitally replaced with walkie-talkies the version i watched had the guns Um, yeah
3: got to see lots of guns big old yeah and they they
0: are big guns like (laughs) they're big guns they're they're like shotguns i can see why he was like oh that is a little intense um But, yeah, if you watch it on just, like, Amazon Prime, where it's streaming right now, it is the original version. So, but, yeah, and so as they are riding, then all of them get to fly, and there's a kind of long sequence where they're all riding, and then the one kid is scared. (laughs) They're just, like, flying. But the theme plays, and it's all very nice and magical. I feel like that's when people think of E.T. Yeah. Like, that's it, right? Like, that is the image. That is the picture i
3: mean it's so fucking good
0: it's really good
3: (laughs) it's really good it's so good he said in in one of the um like behind the scenes things or or it's like a retrospective with interviews of like um probably a young 20s ish um drew barrymore and then spielberg um and he says that it can when that happened people like applauded in the theater oh
0: oh when i saw um when I saw this with a crowd, like which granted this is nostalgia at this point, but I mean mm-hmm. people like jumped up and were clapping and hollering and just like losing their minds. Um yeah. God, I miss seeing movies with a and like, everyone a crowd knows it's coming still. Yeah, exactly. Um I yeah. It's I gotta see movies with people again sometime yep. soon or I'm gonna lose my mind. Um <laughs> but like yeah, I did I did enjoy. Um, shout out to good old Roger even in his essay that is written as a letter to his grandchildren we still do get a shout out to him when to, he to saw it, it, it can. Yeah, I, I
2: wrote down in <laughs> there roger. like he, even even in a sweet letter to your grandchildren about watching et uh, at home you got still an got a humble brag about like which awesome premiere uh, theater you gotta see in it, the show anyway. it
0: made me happy at this point yeah. <laughs> i was like oh, okay roger <laughs> i i appreciate your consistency um but yeah so we're just about at the end, they they fly their they fly fly their spaceships, fly their bicycles, back to the forest um, where the spaceship is coming back um, for for E. T. and we get an extremely emotional scene where everybody shows up and even the the mom and the the scientist show up and we get Spielberg faces all around and E. T. says goodbye to everybody kind of one by
2: one and it's very cute. So that's how Janna puts it, Nick. How how <laughs> yeah, would you sorry. describe your reaction to this scene?
3: Oh, I cried.
0: <laughs> hey, that's fair. It's it's very <laughs> emotional.
2: No, I, I, I just like how Janna's like, like, oh my god, says goodbye to everybody. Uh, and, and Nick's over here, just like emotionally. No,
3: in in I've I've seen this movie a, a number of times, and I've seen it within the last maybe five or six years, and I hadn't before. And this time, just f- whatever like headspace I was in, or maybe I'd had like just the right amount of a drink uh, while <laughs> You're just watching really it, feeling but I, your feelings. I, I just like I, I I lost it at this scene. I think we've I I counted earlier, and I think this is the fortieth movie that we've covered, and it's oh, the Jesus. only one that I've uh, I've actually like cried at. Oh, yeah. Interesting. uh, And like I said, I've rewatched this tons of times and never like quite had that visceral response to it. But it's good scene. It's a good scene.
0: I I really like when he tells Gertie to be good. Be good. Be good. That's. I love that. Especially because he he learned to read by or learned to read and talk by when from, she was watching from the letter B yes. when she was watching mm-hmm. Sesame Street and so when he's like be good you're like aww. yeah yeah and that's pretty good yeah and then and he says goodbye like the older brother even like has a you know emotional moment with him mm-hmm. and then yeah obviously
3: and then, he and then to now I like that the scientist too like when he um, when. Like, Gertie accidentally lets slip what they're doing. The scientist goes with them, but mm-hmm. he doesn't go to stop them. It's more just like, I, I got to see this shit, too. Like, right. I'm, not, I'm not missing yeah. out on this.
0: Right. I think, and that's why I think you sort of, like, um, believe him that, like, you know, when mm-hmm. he says, like, this is sort of what I've been thinking about or wanting since I was, like, right. you want him to have that moment. You want him to get to see it for himself.
2: Yeah. Do you think Steven Spielberg is that guy? <laughs> Like, I always think that's the stand-in for Steven Spielberg. Like, he wanted to meet a pet alien, although, quote-unquote pet, because, you know, E.T. Sure. E. can space travel and yeah. have magical powers. <laughs> he's no fucking pet to you, yeah. even though they treat him like a pet. Um, but, like, just his, like, he's like, I've been wanting to have this for years, and it's like, e- Steven Spielberg never had his moment to be friends with an alien. So he's like, oh, I'll make a movie about a kid having friends <laughs> with an alien instead. That'll make up for it. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, it's also obviously, like, he's sort of the, he's sort of Elliot, too, right? Like, he's also. Yeah, the, like, older Elliot. Yeah, like, sort of, um, yeah, bringing that energy. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then his, his maybe family, compatriots, whoever we think they are, um, come back, and he, he says goodbye, and he tells Elliot that he'll be right here, and. Points at him and it's very cute. Swell
2: that freaking John Williams music. Oh, it's
0: so good. Yeah.
2: Dun dun dun. And then
0: ET takes twenty minutes to walk up a ramp. Um, <laughs> no, ET goes back to his goes back to his spaceship. And then I, I do like the shots of sort of them looking through like the where the ramps come up and it's sort of like the obscured through like the grate and then they're mm-hmm. looking at each other as the ship takes off. And yeah, it's it's ET, you know.
2: Now, now is is the story of ET just the Martian, but with Earth?
0: <laughs> because he was left behind. Yeah, sure. then he like, had to goes through some like, real challenges, bull crap
2: his way to make some sort of like device. phone home device. Yeah, and then the, his his friends that abandoned him accidentally had to come back and get him.
0: That's true. it took him a while. They it took him a while to realize what had happened. And yeah, maybe that's why yeah. they didn't come back at first. Maybe they assumed he was dead.
2: I mean, we we have all basically a, a human version of E.T. in The Martian, except he doesn't, like, make friends. with That
0: would be Martian. a very different movie if he yeah. like, made friends with Martians. Um, I, I would dig that. What
2: kind of service did that speak, uh, that, that spell and speak thing have? Cause...
0: <laughs> right, how they're able to, like, transmit a <laughs> signal out into space.
2: It's like a, you got a you gotta spell and speak and an umbrella, and that thing has, like, better connection than Verizon 5G right yeah.
0: now um I, I will say i also made a note i maybe my favorite moment of the whole goodbye is that he picks up the flower to the et picks up the little flower pot with the chrysanthemum and i'm like oh because <laughs> he he's there to get samples of, of yeah. flowers and so he's got he's to he's, do his job total pro <laughs> exactly total pro <laughs> um and then
2: it's like that guy in arrested development he's
0: total total pro um I am professional. He uh, the spaceship takes off and it leaves a rainbow behind, and yeah, even I think it's a little much. It's a little, but even the, and the mom goes like, "Wow" or something like that, and I was like, <laughs> "Hit the hit the nail, maybe a little too much on the head, but you know, I don't really blame him." And,
2: and Nick's over here, just like crying. <laughs> yeah, it it works. It works given the context of the absolutely,
0: film, I think. absolutely, they've earned it.
2: Yeah. All right, so. Move on to you, Ebert quotes. Oh
0: yeah, Ebert quotes. I always forget to put that in. My that's box. why we're here, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I got a,
3: I got a long one, but this is a ooh. great essay. Um, it is a good essay.
2: Yeah, it is. It's incredible.
3: So mine is actually two paragraphs, but I'm gonna ellipsis out a paragraph in the middle. Okay. Um, he's talking about his his grandson. He says, "Emilia, you said that's E.T.'s mommy," and then you paused a second and Cut said, around. "Now, how did I know that?" And then skip down, uh, dot dot dot. And then I thought the fact that you knew uh the fact that you knew was a sign of how well steven spielberg made his movie at four you were a little you're a little young to understand point of view but you definitely you are definitely old enough to react to one for the whole movie you had been seeing almost everything through the eyes of et or Elliot. by the last moments you were identifying with et and whom did he miss the most whom did he want to see standing in the spaceship door for him his mommy
0: very good. Damn it, Nick. Was that yours? I, <laughs> that was really my main. I liked yeah. the, I did, so he keeps talking about this concept for a little bit. I did like in the next paragraph where he says, some other filmmaker who wasn't so good might have had subtitles saying, E.T., are you out there? It's mommy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. that would have been dumb. And it would have deprived you, Emil, of the joy of knowing it was E.T.'s mommy and the delight of being able to tell the rest of us.
3: He's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It would have been dumb.
0: It would've I know I had that same thought where I was like, I could like picture that and I'm like, Yeah, no, a worse movie would have done that. Like they yeah, would have subtitled yeah. The Aliens and yeah.
2: I guess I'll go with and then I thought and then I thought the fact that you knew was a sign of how well Steven Spielberg made his movie. At four, you are a little young to understand point of view, but you're definitely old enough to react Yeah. To
0: that's I think that's the best. Um I also did like his note at the beginning, um, describing, like, um, talking about the early scenes of the spaceship landing and all the, the federal, I'm assuming federal, the guys running around. Um, and he says, it's how a lost little extraterrestrial would experience it. Like, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> I know. See, okay, now this picture they have of BT in here, he does look
2: cute. Yeah, he's cute. He's really adorable. He's the cutest thing in the world. I
0: do not go Besides that far. Besides my dog, it is the cutest thing. <laughs> I was going to say, Pelly can hear you.
2: Um, I think Pelly went outside. But
0: yeah, that that is a very good essay, um, written yeah. entirely as a letter to his grandchildren. Which, yeah, it says his daughter is seven and the or the granddaughter is seven and the grandson is four. So pretty little.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty little. All right. Yeah. Um. So Re- thumbs.
2: recent watches. Or, or thumbs oh, up yeah. and thumbs down. Yeah. Sorry. Thumbs up. Yeah. Up.
0: Thumbs up. All right. Hey,
2: we won, Jeno. I was
0: ne- yeah. was never going to be a thumbs down. It's, it's it's really a line about liking it versus loving it, as opposed to yeah, liking know. or disliking. Um, I'm not like a monster. Um, all right, but how how many stars, Nick?
2: All four of them. And Dylan? Heck yeah, all four. Go for gold.
0: Um, I'll I'll do three and a half. I was gonna do three. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm up to a three and a half. Um. After rewatching it and and talking about it, it is very good.
3: I'll take the extra half star. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good
0: I'm not. I'm was. not mad about it. Um, and then yeah, I know we're running super long, but do you want to run down what we've been watching recently?
2: If if you want to, Nick, we could. You could like go. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry. <laughs> there's a. <laughs> there's,
0: uh... You can leave.
3: I. I don't need. Well, I don't, I don't mean I think to be... I, No. I think I'm doing. I. Th- think i'm okay but I'll, I'll just go real fast so okay um mine are empire this is over two weeks so i didn't manage to watch all this in one week empire strikes back rewatch. uh being there the peter sellers the last peter sellers movie the fog of war which is robert mcnamara um talking about his war crimes for two hours
1: mm-hmm,
2: yeah. oh yeah that's <laughs> yeah. yeah it's Crazy just, it's a quite a wild thing to watch. Yeah. Um,
3: Family Plot which is the last Hitchcock movie which is uh, mm-hmm. it's fine but uh, I had fun with it. Ghost in the Shell which is pretty cool anime movie um, very... Not the
0: Scarlett
3: Johansson star No, not the, Scar- <laughs> not the Scarlett Johansson one. Speaking of problematic, uh, we watched Swing Time which is real fun. Liked it a lot and then Until... out of nowhere yeah. out of nowhere just starts slathering on blackface yeah, and they... Ellie and I are watching it and we both at the same time just go oh no. <laughs> Is that... Isn't that the... That's kid. the one in... Yeah, that's,
0: that's in his book.
2: Uh, yeah, it's in here. You oh, we'll it? Get
3: there. Yeah, it it's is. A, yeah. Right
0: before Taxi Driver.
3: I mean, it's a lovely movie. Um, <laughs> sh- shouldn't have done that. Uh, does Ginger Rogers do it, too? No, she does not. Thank God. Okay, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Fred Astaire can go and be a racist ass, but Ginger Rogers is the best. I'm sure she will.
3: Uh, Mars Attacks. Shush, shush. Rewatched Mars Attacks this week. Oh, uh, great! Which is a rad movie. it's Very, very good. silly. There are no subtitles
2: for those aliens. They just say "ack." Ack! Ack!
0: Ack!
1: Is this? Acc.
2: Is that like Steve? Is that Tim Burton's most underrated movie? Uh,
0: it might be. Yeah,
2: maybe. I feel like kind of a lot of his has that nostalgia overrated quality. That one is, is great. brilliantly done. Yeah, it's yeah. very good.
3: Um, I finished The Human Condition, which is very, very good. Um, I watched this last night. I watched uh, a movie called Two Lane Blacktop, which stars the singer James Taylor and Dennis Wilson, who's a singer and the the um, drummer for the Beach Boys,
2: and they just uh, race cars, and it's. I had no card. idea okay. Dennis
0: Wilson. I know that movie. I had no idea Dennis Wilson was in
3: it. Janice starts like slowly yeah.
2: slipping onto Letterbox to put it on her watch list. D-
0: Dennis Wilson, um, friend of Charles Manson.
3: Yeah. That, that's, oh, no. That, that is how I described him to Nellie.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry, Dennis Wilson. That's how um, I think of you, too. Yeah.
3: And then uh, I watched City of Sadness, which is a Ho Shao Shen movie, which is incredible. And I actually uh, watched it again. I watched it two times this week. Wow. Wow. Because it is very challenging. It is very difficult to follow. There are uh they they leave a lot for the viewer to uh you have to do a lot of work. Interesting. And I didn't know a lot of the history of Taiwan in like post war political strife. Um sure. so, so I read it's a little not bit. Good. I yeah, I read a little <laughs> bit more about it. I fa I, I gathered that it wasn't good from uh, the movie and also from you know, the everything yeah, in the world. Yeah, from knowing things. But uh, I read a little bit more of the specifics and then watched it again. And uh, yeah. it's, just, it's so good. And Tony Leung is in it and he's uh, fantastic. He plays a, uh, a deaf mute man. And apparently it was in part because he could not uh, do the Chinese or the Taiwanese dialect. So they're just like, well, screw it. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> he
0: couldn't do it. So we'll just make him uh, not have the ability to speak. Altogether. Yeah,
3: but um he's even so like that guy doesn't need to speak he's still oh. uh one of our finest working actors perhaps Absolutely. our finest working actor today so uh yeah that movie ruled
2: now what's better human condition or city of sadness
3: oh uh, i don't know well stay tuned for my end of the year list we'll do. oh your um best
2: my, watches do you think yeah, they'll both be watches. like in your top 10 area
3: we'll see It's we got a uh, yeah, 10 true. months. We've got
2: a lot We've of got movies. Got a
0: long way to go.
3: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. All right, Jana.
0: Um, yeah, so didn't watch a ton of movies. been watching TV shows, which is just incredibly um, unlike me. I know. I don't think we had a face. Um, we finished WandaVision. Did not like the end of WandaVision, but that's a whole other conversation.
2: My, so I, I was watching a movie last night. In the middle of my movie, uh, my two best friends like facetime me, and they had seen all the first nine episodes Mm -hmm. and not the tenth. Mm -hmm. And so they were gonna watch it tonight. And they FaceTime me in the middle of my movie and are like, Dylan, that was the worst thing. I hated it so much.
0: Yeah, I was pretty I, I I was pretty disappointed by the ending, um, for a variety of reasons. Um both sort of, I think, subjective and objective. I really had been enjoying it up until that point. And then it just, its it it ended the way all Marvel things always end. And so I kind of feel like a a dum-dum for having expected anything different. But I'm just like, okay, yeah, it it ended with a bunch of people flying around and fighting with each other. Like, it's a Marvel property. Anyway, um, in better TV news, uh, one, we started watching Lupin. Have you guys, uh, the French... The the starring Omar yeah. Sy the sort of, uh, Lupin yeah, how,
3: retelling. How far? You, how far are you in it?
0: We've watched three out of five.
3: Okay, um, I was really digging it, and then oh no, in episode four there <laughs> are just <laughs> something there are just some things where it's like one, he, I never would have done this, and two, uh, there's a clear solution to it that he, it's like, I mean, there I there, are, yeah. there are problems where it's like. All, all you needed to do was this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would not have been very hard. He's, he's um,
0: already started, even just by the third one, started making some mistakes and choices where I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure this is the way to solve this problem you're trying to solve. But okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So okay, well, I will, I will temper my expectations. We have, we have enjoyed the first yeah. three. It is
3: um, so, so this is like a part one. Yes, the first five. So maybe it. Right. Part tra- two is like,
0: coming this summer, I think
3: yeah maybe they'll do like a one of those things where this was the long con all along but i I sort of
0: they've done that before right i mean that's sort of how it it sort of starts off with being like you think you're watching one thing but you're watching something else but you think maybe he's just being making bad decisions it's not a long yeah
3: yeah when you get to when you finish it uh all right, we'll, we'll check back
0: but, in. Yeah. Um, we also started watching um, Peaky Blinders after Matt wanting to watch that forever. We finally my, started it.
3: My parents love that show so much that they named their dog after it. They named their dog Thomas Shelby.
0: That's so cute. Um, it's so fun. Like, um, I watched it. I watched the first episode, and I was like, I have to tell my dad to watch this. It's, it's just one of those, like, my dad would freaking love it. But, mm-hmm. I mean... It's it's a period piece that you want. It's a period piece that uses anachronistic music, which I'm a total sucker for. Like the yep. theme song <laughs> is Red Right Hand. The Nick Cave song. Um, oh. It's, very, oh, love that it's song. very stylized. It's very cool. Um, I can see why people like it so much. And I was thrilled to discover that although there are five seasons, it's a British TV show. So there are only six episodes each. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, I can actually catch up with this. Um, anyway, besides TV, um last weekend we re-watched both eurovision and palm springs two of my favorite comedies from last year remain a big fan of both of those movies and then last night on dylan's recommendation or last night friday night friday night on dylan's recommendation watched the charles burnett movie to sleep with anger which is really fantastic amazing danny glover performance um
2: just now, did you recognize any of LA because it doesn't really go outside of the it, home slash neighborhood? It doesn't
0: go out, but it is. I mean, it feels very much a, like, like a South Los Angeles set movie, like even just a little bit going out in the street. Like, those there's a whole um, like it's very much sort of like the historical black communities in Los Angeles, which had these like sort of big, beautiful houses um that for a variety of reason now a lot of them have been split up and they're all you know these are more tiny like they've been broken down into apartment units and things you don't see them as much anymore but no it's incredibly recognizable as like okay an LA neighborhood and especially it looks like maybe West Adams which is kind of the neighborhood around USC or if it's further south than that then that starts getting into like Watts um South Los Angeles Um, But yeah, just, just a cool movie. Um, Spooky. um, Like, it feels like it's going to be a horror movie. It's not, but it like has that vibe. Um, It's
2: kind of funny.
0: It is definitely funny. Um, It has really great performances. It's about a family. um, And there's two adult brothers in the family played by, I have to look up the one, is it Paul Robinette, I think is the one brother, is the one brother. The thing is,
2: both of their names are Baby Brother and Junior, which both sound like they are. tiny little kids' names, and it got me so confused.
0: They are. Um, no, it's not Paul Rubin. It's Richard Brooks. Maybe now I'm going to get the actor's name wrong. But um, it's the guy, it's the guy from uh, one of the original runs of Law and Order. Is the one brother, and then the other. Oh, really? Yes. Um,
2: I I didn't really know the brothers.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Richard Brooks is baby brother, and then the other is Carl Lumley. Um, who's an actor I love oh, yeah. and have a lot of affection for from Alias. He was um, Jennifer Garner's character, Sydney's partner on Alias. Um, mm-hmm. And he just shows up in, in tons of things. And so I was like really happy to see him in this. But it's, it's great. Like I, I loved it um and then we also watched finally black orpheus last night which um is a blu-ray a criterion blu-ray that i've had forever it's my father-in-law's favorite movie randomly and so um he's always been bugging us to watch it and it was good like good movie it's good it's beautiful to look at a little slow in parts for me um mm-hmm. but really beautiful so good villain yeah that's what i've been up to what about you dylan
2: uh, luckily for Nick, I haven't watched much, so I was <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, let's see. I saw uh, Raiders of Lost Ark on television last night. Nice. Um, that movie freaking holds up mostly. Um, sure. Some interesting stuff with exoticism in that that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah at, least, at least it's Spielberg not Temple movies. of Doom.
0: Um, if you want to yeah. talk exoticism, that's, that's
2: the one yeah, for you. Yeah, but uh, just... How exciting is that movie? Like That movie is just streamlined adrenaline fun. Um, I saw Monsoon Wedding, which was the movie I was watching last night when my friends called me to complain about WandaVision. (laughs) It was uh, perfect, exactly and approximately. It's so good.
0: It is a beautiful movie. Highest of recommends. It really is.
2: Um, Watch something else. What else did I watch?
3: Millennium Actress. Why do I know this?
2: Oh yeah, I did watch Millennium Actress. How did you know I watched Millennium Actress? Because
3: you were talking about it, and you said you did.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't log that on Letterboxd, so but you used uh, yeah. your words
0: to, yeah. to tell us
2: you watched it. Yeah, uh, Millennium Actress, great movie. Um, the people I watched it with were like oh, three and a half out of five, and I wanted to hit them. I think, so I think it's,
3: I think it's, I think it's really good, but I still think that it's like probably third on Stitchy Cones filmography yeah
2: i think it's definitely first yeah so yeah it's probably in my top 100 top 50 all time somewhere in there uh the one i was forgetting was pieces of woman because the movie sucked oh mm. i forgot you um, watched that there there was there was good things about it but uh no big no yeah I'm not. Kidding. and i guess also the week before um i saw judas in the black messiah really good movie and i saw lovers rock the uh part of the small acts had you not movie? seen yeah. lovers
0: rock yet until no oh did you not like it
2: oh, i thought it was incredible
0: okay you made a face that was like you <laughs> yeah, were about yeah. to tell us you hated it or something i was oh, like what? no
2: I, I i was like oops i didn't see lovers rock i know God, i i so... waited too long
0: Ugh no no such thing as too long i've 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 watched it like three times it's so good
2: it's pretty short well it's it's barely over an hour
0: exactly it's barely an hour and it's sitting on amazon prime
2: yeah, and you could really just put it on and then just dance with them because that's most of the movies I'm just dancing and it's gorgeous and you could just dance with them. Oh, yeah. Them. So
0: someone made and I saved a Spotify playlist that's just the songs that they play in the party at that oh, movie. So it's so songs. good.
2: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, so that, that's what my I've been watching. Uh, yep. Nick, you should watch Monsoon Wedding. Into... Oh, and I saw To Sleep with Anger also. I did, I, I did a rewatch. Oh, yeah. um, Very good. Yeah. yeah. Got it on that flash sale. Excellent. hope everyone had a good flash sale day.
0: <laughs> yeah, to all who celebrate, <laughs> we hope you had a good yeah. Criterion flash sale.
3: I'm still waiting on uh, some of mine because uh, Zatuichi's is backordered. So, like, I have mm. f- multiple things that are supposed to be sent with it. that are holding a hostage.
2: Oh no! Did did you know that one of the Zatuichis it has a meet Yoim? It meets him, has a meet Sanjiro from the Yoimbo movies. Um, did I know
0: that? There's like a crossover.
2: I didn't, it's like I it's didn't, like Satoshi twenty one. Nick, Nick is uh, very mad meets meets about this. Info. He
0: does not believe in cinematic universes.
3: I do, yeah, <laughs> I know. Although uh, there is one where he meets the one armed swordsman. I think. No. Oh. Which is a pretty rad movie. I watched uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago.
2: Just uh, I was surprised to see when I, I was listening to the big picture Toshirô Mifune uh, Hall of Fame again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking through the letterbox of Toshiro me, I was like, Zatochi 21, why is he in that movie?
0: That's but, uh,
2: But, yeah.
0: All right. Just... Is that it? Have we taken up enough of everybody's time today?
2: I guess so. Is... <laughs> as long as our apu Apucho- yeah. <laughs> That's
0: fine. Um, that, is, that is all right. It's a good movie. Um, lots to talk about. So we will be back next time. Um, I don't know how, we're we're going to do a, a year uh, in review, a 2020 year in review podcast sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, what day weeks? is, uh,
3: um, I think the, in two The Oscar
0: weeks. nominations come out in eight days. so
3: Oh, are we doing it after that then?
0: um Yeah, yeah so we'll probably okay. do it after that. So sometime, okay. yeah, sometime... We'll be doing we've that. we've got plenty
3: of time before we watch Exterminating Angels.
0: Ex- exactly. So when we do. Now,
2: we're not recording next week, are we? No. no. no.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll be back in a couple weeks, um, probably doing our best of 2020 and um, probably complaining about the Oscar nominations.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then when we do come back, we'll be chatting about the Exterminating Angel, which is on Criterion Channel, um, among other places, if anyone wants to get a head start on that. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. sounds good i all
3: could right. actually make my 2020 list jesus mm. i've been able to put this off for like months <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i've been kind of slowly going through it, but most of the movies i've seen are just like it's not that good
0: yeah yeah i need to i'm gonna have to ramp up and catch up on some stuff um all right well thank you to everyone for joining us this week uh we'll Talk to you next time. Until then, you can follow us on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Great Movies Pod. And thank you, as always, to our friend Scott Brady for our artwork. And you can follow him on Twitter at S. Brady Artist. And that is it for this week. Roger out. Roger out. Roger out.
3: And when I go to the movies,
0: I am that person on the screen. I am having vicariously an experience that happened to someone else. And that makes me... A better person, that to see good films and to see important films is one of the most profoundly civilized experiences that we can have as people.